Yes, you got one more game correct than me. You got seven games correct. Mm-hmm. I had Seth. I had six games correct. Mm-hmm. I still bodied you this week. No, and because it's a record, I think we got the first record so far. And I can go back and look. Match day 15. Your boy got three games spot on. Bullseyes. Wow. Liverpool 2 1. Leicester 2 0. And Crystal Palace 2 1. <sighs> that last little goal got me. West Ham. And they wow, didn't deserve it. If I can be completely honest, I want. Let's not go too far into it. Obviously, but yeah. But um, it was an eventful day, so eventful that we said, "Fuck the Monday podcast. Let's just do it on a Sunday, two p.m. right after the Liverpool Tottenham fixture, which just ended." And uh, it was a good day for me. Very good day for me. Three points on the board. Business taken care of at Stamford Bridge. Um, Man City, oh Man United, go to go to Villa Park, and uh, it was afternoon there. But they all they saw was a a good good evening. Unai Emery is here at Villa Park now. Leon Bailey FC, fucking Insigne with the fucking great free kick, and then. Uh, J- uh, uh, Ramsey, Jacob Ramsey with the fucking awesome banger to make it 3-1. And then Liverpool, 2-1 going into White Hart Lane, 2-1 over the gutless Tottenham. Actually, I thought Tottenham were good in the second half, but yeah, good day for me. Three points picked up, United and Tottenham lose. Doesn't really get better than that. And yeah, that's where we'll start. We'll start with today's fixtures and work our way backwards. Let's start with the league leaders, top of the table, the Arsenal Gunners. Business, business taken care of. Going to Stamford Bridge, a.k.a. Mikel Arteta's playground. Three wins, one draw for Mikel at Stamford Bridge. That's his house. The bridge is over. Let's get that clear. Graham Potter. We said it. Hot seat? The seat is hot, my friend. It's sizzling. That was a disgraceful performance from Chelsea today. And like I said, Arsenal took care of business. City picked up the points yesterday. We'll talk about that. So they had to win to stay top of the league, and win is what they did. You watched the game this morning, got up nice and early. Clocks went back an hour. That helped us out, right? We had that extra hour of sleep, so really it was 8 a.m. instead of 7. I forgot about that. But, yeah, you watch the game. Before I give my thoughts from an Arsenal fan, what were the neutrals' thoughts? Uh, I don't um, Obama who? That's, that's fair. That's fair, right? That's definitely fair. It's disappointing that Chelsea even allowed him to do that sort of um, commercial advertisement that had to been approved by somebody. Um, you just don't do that. And 
I'm sure somebody would probably clip the stuff that we have for City United derbies, but the difference is, you know, we put a six on their head. Um, here, here, here's my overall thoughts on today on both sides. Just I'm going to brush it. I'm not going to go into detail with anything. Uh, if we're just looking overall on all the games, on all the big, big matchup games, in my opinion, that was probably one of the more smoothest games in regards to efficiency, in regards to drama. Uh, you had a very little bit at the end, but it was smooth. It was crisp. I don't think there was any one moment that I thought from a neutral standpoint, either team got fucked or hoed. Um, I was proud that Arsenal Arsenal deserved to win. Arsenal deserved to win. They had the more attacking side. They wanted it more. They went to Stamford Bridge and played an attacking style that deserved to win. And they... Chelsea have to really be looking themselves in the mirror and wonder what the fuck is going on and what are we doing? And... Cucurella for being the highest paid left back ever. That's embarrassing in a big game performance. Um, you say the seat is warm and hot. Who can argue? I would even add he barely even got on the fucking seat before the damn thing got hot. And rightfully so, because it's a big club and that's what you get. That's the price tag. Not to mention you can say, oh, well, he just got there and the transfers, he's barely moving them. A couple of the players that he got came from his own club couple of players that that are there according to many of the reports when he took the job it was because and i think i'd have to find the exact quote he suggested that the moves that they've recently made were quote championship worthy that 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 can get a title worthy so he was fully on board again that's him pre-job uh acceptance uh, milking it and trying to get it for as much as he want, as much as he could. But yeah, Chelsea have to really be wondering. Um, and I've hinted all year championship DNA. Arsenal have found a way to do it. Whether the goal was deserved or not, whether you say, Oh, it was a kick. They deserved it. Champions find a way. That's what winners do. I've been seeing it for the last few years. I know exactly what it fucking looks like. Arsenal are championship contenders. And yeah, to go there and do that, play that style. Why did you not start Gallagher? Why did Mason Ma- Wa- waft his cheek? Why, why Raheem Sterling? Where were you? You're a big time player. We sold him at the perfect time. The guy looks dead. The guy looks lost. Kai Halverts, how many opportunities are you going to get in on the wing one on one, and you get bodied? Ben Ben White. What are you, what, ben, ben White, who are you? And when did you turn into peak right back, insert Brazilian name? Like, wh- like what, this Arsenal club is so good. Ben White, yesterday, I would have to find the clip for you, but Ben White today, him and John Stones did similar moves from defenders, from English defenders on a, on midfielders or attacking players on the opponent, on the opposing team. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? I watched John Stones yesterday put the ball in between two people like Bernardo Silva does, like basically a front-to-front crossover and go right by them. Today, I watched Ben White just put Mason Mount in a fucking rinser. 
That man straight up got fouled fouled by him, smiled at him. Moments later, nutmegged them goodbye. We're moving and attacking. Mason Mount, what the fuck? I mean, it's just to brush over it all. Arsenal deserved the win. My only critique for Arsenal right now is you get a result. No problem. But you're sitting at the top. I would have expected a little bit more from the attacking side. More finishing. And this is where I say... Those Europa semis, those Europa knockouts, those those big Carabella Cups, those back-end moments or games where, you know, uh, City won, are you going to win? Uh, that's where, are you going to get that second one to keep you, to give you breather, to let you relax? Um, and that, and I completely heart Granite Jaka. God damn, the Granite Jaka I'm seeing right now is incredible. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. So that's it. That's what I got. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you on the, you know, we need to score more goals. Our XG was like two-something. We got one goal, so we underperformed it significantly. Jesus has to be better at that. Um, Odegaard needs to trust his right foot. He he. It's not only that he doesn't trust it, he doesn't trust it not even to use it. And this is why you keep telling me you, you have to back your team to win the league, and this is why I say I don't yet because even today you saw – Saka did not have it. Probably still not fit, right? He got hurt last week. He probably wasn't even fit. But this is where I say we need a better bench because today is the proof in the pudding that Mikel doesn't even trust the bench because he should have switched things up to get a to get that second goal. He should have took Saka off, but he doesn't trust recent yet. He should have took Odegaard off, but we don't have Emil Smith Rowe. He doesn't trust Vieira yet. So that's why I say this bench has to get better in January. The owners need to invest because if that investment comes, you can't tell me that Arsenal can't win the league. You can't tell me it at this point. They're contenders. They're contending. They're going to go into the World Cup, most likely top of the league because I don't see us losing next week at Wolves. <clears throat> yeah. But that's my worry, and that's why I'm saying we need to get subs because you saw – he could have, should have taken Saka off, but he just doesn't trust Reese yet. He's too young. So we yeah. need players that he can switch things up, get that second goal, and we could fucking chill. But, I mean, honestly, was, did you at any point in that game think that Chelsea was going to win that or, or even it, draw? I did at some point think that they were going to put a, an attacking, but I never saw it. I never saw never it. There was saw never. It, yeah. Yeah, it was never there a was never any, to where it, there was never yeah. any uh, an ass clenching or you're clenching, you know, saying, "Oh yeah. shit, they're gonna, it's coming, it's coming." No, hundred percent. Do you uh, do you subscribe to the notion that as of right now, as they currently sit, Chelsea could win a top four? Can no. get a top. From four what I saw today, no. I understand they have injuries. But uh, one Reese James does not change what I saw today. I saw I saw a couple of things, and let's start with Chelsea because I have a lot more to say about Arsenal, and they deserve more of the talk. Chelsea doesn't, yeah. but Chelsea's a big team, and we're fans of the league, and they're yep. always going to be a big topic. So we have to talk. But from what I saw today, first of all, from from the beginning when I saw that starting lineup, I said, "There's no way we should lose this game," even going to Stanford Bridge. The lineup was confusing from Potter. Where was Kovacic? I don't get why he didn't play. He would have been great in the midfield. Um, I, I really don't understand that. Mason Mount at the cam does nothing for me. I mean, I keep hearing how great Mason Mount is, 
I don't I don't have any evidence that he's great. I mean, he disappears. Where was he today? Invisible. Yeah. Invisible. Yeah. Absolutely invisible. So the lineup choice was was strange for me from the beginning. Um, it was clear what Arsenal was going to do. You knew Zinchenko was fit, and Arsenal fans all week, oh, I think Mikel's going to start Tierney. The fuck he is. Let's get it clear. Tierney's great, but he wants a left back that is good in possession and that can shrink the midfield, inverted. Right. Tierney's not good enough in possession. He's not. He's just not. Right. And he wants Zinchenko. I knew Zinchenko was going to start, and I said that would be the key to this victory because we're going to push him up in the midfield. You hear that, Rain? We're going to push him up into the midfield. That's coming. That's here. It's raining hard in Florida. That's, that's, uh, I think that's Chelsea Tears. I think that's what it is. <laughs> and my, they're salty. But um, I told you, I, I knew exactly what he was going to do. So if I knew that, I think Potter should have known that. So to not put Kovacic in there is just mind-boggling to me. Silly. And or even, or even Connor Gallagher. Put Gallagher in there. At least he offers yeah. something. Ruben off his cheek. I have no idea what that guy does. I, I have no idea what he does. I have never, ever had a moment where I said, man, that was a nice so-and-so from Loftus-Cheek. Don't know what he does. So the lineup was confusing. And yeah, the seat is hot, Mr. Potter. The seat is hot because I'm not seeing it. For me, he looks overwhelmed in that in that Chelsea club. He does. He looks overwhelmed. And he could have switched it up. He could have switched it up. He had options on the bench. He had Kovacic. He didn't put Kovacic on to the 80th minute. What? What? If I'm a Chelsea fan, I'm fuming. Arsenal came in and bullied you. Bullied you. Big facts. Let's get that clear. Bullied you. Jocko was about to slap Koloba, a.k.a. the Predator, back to the fucking ancient period. He was about to fuck him up. I mean, (laughs) and and two other people I want to single out on Chelsea. You already said it. You already said it. Cucurella. For $65 million? No wonder yeah. Man City said, we're paying 35 and 35 only. Don't ask for a dollar more. It's crazy. Because we ain't doing it. Because he crazy. was dreadful today. He was fouling Saka every chance he'd get, and that's all he could do. He was praying that he didn't get a yellow card, and he didn't somehow. I don't know how he didn't get it, but he was awful. And on that corner kick, holy shit, he was literally just hugging Xhaka and let the ball go right behind him. To the goal. I, I don't. That is that? that is La Liga coverage tactics. I don't. I, that it's a complete joke. Cucurella today was probably one of the more aggressive players for Chelsea, and yet I got to be completely honest. From a Chelsea side, I probably would have wanted to play five to six more Cucurellas in mentality, go at them kind of thing. You needed Cucurella from a mentality standpoint in the fucking midfield. Cucurella defensively is not a center back. And Brighton got away with him playing a center back because of their ability to be an amoeba. Because I don't think he was... He did, but I I promise you in three back formations, he would line up as the left center back. And I just don't know why he would do that. And I'm fairly confident it would be because they would bring the right attacking wing back down to be a true center back and send Cuckoo up. So like yeah. he, Cuckoo is, is an attacking left back. He is a true 
left back. That is why we went after him, because he is a true left back. He would have been perfect for a true Sinchenko role. He looks like dog shit right now because he is lost. He, they, what is the attacking concept when you take the ball back and gain possession in in the defending third and you just whip it back out to fucking Saliba? I, I don't understand how they can gain possession and the passes and the approach from the first, from, from the moment he gets it, I see no structure as to how the fuck they're supposed to get to their final third. None. And it's always yep. starts with him because I always scratch my head like, why the fuck? Okay, you got possession. Give it to someone. Make a short pass real quick and get the fuck rid of it because you don't, you don't have eyes, apparently. You just want to clear it every fucking time. It's dog yeah. shit, man. It's really, really bad. He looks horrible. Uh, and yeah, you hit the nail on the head with the with the choices. Um, I've seen a lot of banter right now, or we saw we saw previously a lot of banter in years past. Mount over Saka, Mount over Foden, and obviously both of us are laughing at that shit. We also saw plenty of banter about the moment Tuchel got Tuchel got fired. Uh, Pre Tuchel getting fired, oh my god, we need something to change. This is ridiculous. Post Tuchel getting fired, too early. I mean, come on, he needed, he got us the games and all that shit. All right, we got Potter. Let's see what's going on. Potter looking shit. We should have never fired Tuchel. This is ridiculous. So you're gonna go back and forth with all this shit. You, you, it always is gonna look sloppy when there's an inconsistency. You got to be thankful as fans of clubs that have one of the most pivotal, consistent managers that we can have right now in our club's history. So we're happy. We're thankful. But there's no backing of Potter right now. Very little. And there's no fight to show why there should be. So a draw today, somehow getting a pen in the box over some shystiness. Uh, defending hard, pressing so hard that Ben White loses it because he's newly to the position, and then you get a shot on 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 goal, and you get a goal somehow. Um, something to give me a, an ounce of it. But when you have attackers going lost, when you have Raheem Sterling not knowing what he's doing, and which by the way, reminder, he went to Chelsea because he quote, I wanted to go ahead and take the next step professionally. The next step professionally. I think, and I'll even say it too as City that that hurt a little bit. Because it's like, I'm sorry, what the fuck is the next step professionally? I think it's retirement. Because what I saw today is an unmotivated winger who didn't even look like he wanted to be out there. Let's make it clear. So maybe the next step, maybe he meant, maybe he meant he wants to just hang out at a big club and collect a check. Maybe that's what he meant by that next step. Because from what I saw, I saw a guy who did not want to be on that pitch at all. No fight in yeah. him. Didn't look like he wanted to score. Didn't look like he wanted to assist. Didn't like look like he wanted to do a damn thing. Yeah. So uh, it, it it's bad right now at Chelsea. That was a weak performance. I mm-hmm. expected a fight, and it was a tough game because we didn't finish our dinner. That's why it was yeah. a tough game. It wasn't a tough yeah. game. The only props I can give Chelsea is defensively. They were well-organized. Thiago Silva was on it today. Kalabaugh um, mm-hmm. had some good moments. Besides that, man, that was bad. And let's see how patient Chelsea's going to be because I heard they're going to back Potter. They're going to back this process, which I find funny because they've been bantering Arsenal fans for years about the process. <laughs> well, I have advice for you, Chelsea fans. Trust the process, my friends. Trust the process, you little pricks. 
Let me tell you this. <laughs> it was a fucking library in there today at Stanford Bridge. A library. Yeah. Remember yeah, who the biggest club in London is. Remember. Yeah. It's Arsenal. I don't care yeah. that your corrupt friend of Vladimir Putin owner bought you trophies. The biggest club in London is Arsenal, and we proved it today. We came into your ground, and all I heard was that's all I heard. I didn't hear any Chelsea fans. It was a library in there. So don't remember that. You talk with all your chess because you bought a couple European trophies. Good for you. But like I said, trust the process, guys. Trust it. Trust the process. Back Mr. Harry Potter. Back him. Let's let's talk Arsenal now, right? Um, yeah. yeah, you said it. They didn't finish their dinner. Should have been three three zero. That scoreline flattered Chelsea. But uh, yeah. I mean, today was all about the defense. That back line was sure fired up today. Chelsea weren't getting anything today. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Obama? Who? Yeah, we got to talk who? about him. Mr. Five touches in the box? I think Mr. Five touches in general. Not even in the box. No shots on target? Yeah. Let me tell you something. You you come at the king, my friend. You better not miss. You -hmm. better not miss. And you swung and you missed today, and you look like an idiot. And guess what? You kind of ruin your own legacy at Arsenal with this fuckery. I know you're not hurting for money, so I don't know what the reason was for that advertisement. If it was for money, then that's sad. And you know what? You pissed a lot of Arsenal fans off and you pissed Arsenal players off because as yeah. soon as Gabriel scored, he gave it right back to you, my friend. Yep. He gave it right back to you. And he went on Twitter and gave it right back to you again. So yep. you did the wrong thing and you kind of fucked your own legacy because when you come to the Emirates, I don't think it's going to be that that graceful for you. But anyway, Gabriel today, Saliba today, Thomas Partey today. Yeah. The, the trinity of that back line, the DM and the two center backs really, really were impressive today. You know, if, if you were to watch the league this weekend, you would have said Gabriel and Saliba are the best center back pairing in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. If you were to just watch this weekend. And that's why I've always liked Gabriel. I always backed him throughout his mistakes. I never said Arteta should drop him. I said he should consider dropping him. But I understand why he didn't, because he has the skills of a top center back. He needs yeah. to iron out his mistakes but today he was great he even played some great balls over the top of the defenders so he can play on the ball which you know Arteta wants everybody to be good on the ball but yeah Saliba world-class Rolls-Royce defender just unbelievable so so calm so so calm Gabriel just as good today and Thomas Partey world-class defensive midfielder and I wanted to talk to you about this because Pep Pep found a guy in Rodri who wasn't really a DM, but he saw something in him that he said, this guy can come to my club and be a world-class DM. He bought him, and he turned him into a world-class DM. And Arteta kind of did the same. He found, he found Thomas Partey at Atletico Madrid, who played a center, center midfielder role, box-to-box, and he saw something in him and that said, I'm going to bring him to Arsenal and make him my single-pivot DM, which is a hard, hard job. So... That just goes to show you how good of a manager Arteta is and what an eye for talent he has because he just did something that Pep did. And, yeah, Rodri and Partey, after today, Partey was a 10 out of 10 today. 
just just unbelievable. That's the best player that Arsenal has. He is world class, best DM. What what do you think about that? Best. Whoa, I I love not everything. Not in the league, but he's world class. No, absolutely. Is he? You're saying is he your best player? You're saying he's he's your 100%, best player. A hundred percent. He bossed the midfield season. today, and the proof's in the pudding. What was our one loss in the league this season? Uh, the game he didn't play. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And we look completely different. When have you seen us get done by through balls like that? Name another game. Yeah, yeah you can. I, can't, I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah, he definitely He definitely speaks. Um, I'd imagine. I don't know if there's an analytics out there that can speak to, like, um, player uh, above replacement. Is That's what it is in yeah. basketball, right? So I would imagine – um, if if soccer has that out there, I need someone to send that to me so I can see what Thomas Partey's uh, is. But I would imagine it's pretty fucking high up there. Yeah. So uh, I, I think I think you're spot on with the the center backs and the DMs. There's no lie there. If you just watch this weekend, uh, the pairing um, Arsenal, and this is why right now, gun to my head, Arsenal win the league because you talk about depth. You took. I I hear you. I'm not debating that. It's a fact. You need to have a bigger roster. What I'm debating with you, while that statement is true in future tenses, the statement is, well, that's not affecting them now is also true because it's what I'm seeing. So they're getting results. They're finding a way to win what champions do. And that pairing, it's so solid. Your team is so right now. Arsenal win the league because your team is so much more structured and founded. Everyone's concrete. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I have the game on a game for the Champions League final. All, for all the marbles, I cannot tell you who my backline is. That is troubling. I cannot tell you other things about my roster. I can only tell you a few definitives. Arsenal have a lot more definitives that they can say about their team than anyone else, and arguably Europe. Let's be real. Just because they're playing in Europa, that's last year's shit. They should be in Champions League right now. Because if you put them against any group, put them in the Tottenham group. I would love to see Arsenal in the Tottenham group. Are you joking? That would be slappage. That would be slappage. So, yeah, I just think um, you're, you're seven goals behind, by the way, on goal differential. That's why I say that. Any Spurs fan gives me shit what I just said. Arsenal put up goals. Tottenham defend. Arsenal can go out and win a group easily. You know? So. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to tell me that, hey, you're starting 11 and is going to be fit the whole season, then I'll say, yeah, of course we can win the league. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. That's the problem. I mean, if I, I think our starting 11 is probably one of the best. You know, I'd still take Man City's. If if everybody's fit, you go with cities. They have Howland. That's probably a big, big plus. And then, you know, but if you're going to tell me that your starting 11 is going to be fit for the last, what do we got now, 19 Premier League games, they're going to be completely fit, then, yeah, I'm backing them to win the league. Why not? But yeah. we know that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's my point. That's my point. But, you know, if if they don't invest in January, then when are they going to invest? This is the time to yeah. invest. Why not? Yeah. Why no. not go for the league? It's wide open. Howie yep. could pick up an injury. 
You just don't know whoa. what can happen. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you, what, what, what did you just say? Well, I, I'm sorry. Well, you just Alan said something. Alan could pick up an injury. Even before that, right before that, you said know. something that's so incredible. The what? league is wide open. Holy shit. For, if for you two said teams. That, for, actually, say three. you got to put Newcastle there, too. I say three. Yes. I thought yeah, about yeah. this before. I say three. But but yeah, I have a question here. Far behind, but I don't think they can I, make up ground. Yeah, but the draws, it's the it's the even results. It's the neutral results. They get the plus one. That I'm yeah. telling you in the long in the long run, that's what you didn't do last year, Brian. You didn't get the you didn't get the ones. You got the mm-hmm. you got the zeros and the losses with the thirteen last year. Newcastle yeah. are doing what Arsenal should have done last year, but it's fine yeah. because Arsenal yeah, on top exactly. of the time right now. But I got a question here. I want to make sure you answer this because from a game from today. What is wrong with getting Reese on that pitch to seal it? Do you not feel like uh, with what he's contributed at off as a sub in other games, you have the game dominated so far. You don't think Reese can come in and add to his uh, to his legacy a little I, bit? I, I, was on, I was calling to put him on. I was calling to put him on, no doubt, because he's direct. So, but you know, I can see why Mikel is a little hesitant. He only did it in one game. He played in Europa. He wasn't that great midweek. So you can yeah. see why he's hesitant. He's going to trust Saka. He's going to say, hey, I don't give a shit if Saka hasn't been good all game. Saka can have one brilliant moment, and that's it. <laughs> and he did. He actually exactly. had a good cross at one point that yeah, wasn't did. put in the back of the net. And that's that's what he's going to do. He's uh, I'm going to back him either way. I trust him. He's not going to make a stupid mistake. You know, Reese is going to come into Stanford Bridge. Might be a little... Might be a little nervous. Saka has been here, scored a brace last last year here. Um, he knows how to finish the job, even though he's not on his A game. So, yeah, and, I mean, Mikel Arteta deserves massive props for this. Massive, massive props. This team is unified from the yeah. manager to, to, to the players, to the fans. This is a yep. unified, unified group. Yep. You know, if, if you're a Bamiyang, you had to be looking over there and say, man, I fucked up. Yep. I could have been the captain of this team right here. Yep. This team is special. You have to start yep. saying this is a special group. They're yep. doing things that haven't been done. This is only like the ninth team to get this many points after 12 games. And and, and Aubameyang could have been the captain. And he, now How? he's over this, this mess at Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How how we treated Aguero on his last year, Aubameyang should have been treated to Arsenal. Backup player, come in, come in 65, 75th minute, score that one goal equalizer, one goal winner, cement your legacy. They don't they everyone knows you don't have the legs anymore. Jesus is the right starter, but you come in and you add fuel to the fire, you get things going. He could have been that guy for him. He could have been a club legend. He chose money, he chose Chose just honestly, he chose to be selfish. He chose to be a look at me, Louis, mm-hmm. for no reason. He had everything going on, and to do that, and then to say the shit, to add to it, you, do, yeah. you either doing it on purpose or you're uh, allowing it to happen because you don't give a fuck, and that's part of the problem. Not giving a fuck because this club definitively gives up, gave a fuck about you. These fans definitively gave a fuck about you. You had those moments. Completely fucked mm-hmm. the situation. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I just sent you the AFT. Uh, Ty did a video. He has a message for Aubameyang. Maybe we'll watch it at the end and laugh at it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, Mikel deserves massive, massive credit. 
massive, massive credit. And I think everybody's on board. All the fans, even the fans that were kind of anti-Arteta in the past couple of years, I'm seeing them jump on board. So this is a unified group. You saw them all having fun at the end of the game, went into Chelsea, took it over again, again, because we did it last year in that 4-2 victory. We did it last year. Like I said, Mikel Arteta's playground, Stanford Bridge. So, yeah, great win. The top of the league, keeping the pressure on and gaining points on a lot of rivals because Tottenham drops points. United drops points. Just picking up those points, and that was vital. One more game before the World Cup at the Molyneux playing Wolves. I back us in that game. And going into the World Cup, that was a step for me. I said I'm going to make two evaluations before I, I go all in on where winning the league. My first was go into, go into the World Cup break, top of the league. Two, back Mikel Arteta in January. That's the two checkpoints I have. That's the two. And I'm, stink, I'm sticking with that. Because yeah. like I said, it'd be nice to have, like, Smith Rowe coming back is going to be huge. Picking up, like, Mudrick is going to be huge. Having him come on with his pace, his speed, and his directness to get that second goal. That's huge. That That's huge. Confirmed? Are you confirming him right now? I'm not confirming him, but I know we're in for him. I know I know I we want we, him. The keeper apparently confirmed him. I, yeah, that was strange. But anyway, where do you want to go next? Um, I'm not going to go well, Saturday. I'm sure you want to talk about your club, but let's finish off these games today. Oh, you have something yeah, else? Let's do, yeah, let's do the Saturday stuff or the, the Sunday stuff. Let's finish yeah, yeah. today's games. But quickly on Miguel... Uh, the celebration and the doing it at the bridge, what I thought was kind of unique about that, and it kind of sticks out to Mikel knows how to win in the league as a player and a manager. And when he did it as a manager with Pep, these little things that these managers do when they're trying to, he was part of that up and coming. He's part mm-hmm. of those centurions. He's part of those runs that we've had. And for him to be there for it and now be doing it with Arsenal, all of these things are on purpose. All of these things are intentional. And to take down the bridge in a season where they're top of the league, Mikel knows how important it is. And after we beat those fucking guys, we go over there and we celebrate with our boys. We celebrate with our fans. It's it's their, it's their cementing, this is our stadium now, bitch. We took this shit over. And it's huge. They're sending points. Everyone better be looking and, and wondering. And not be bitching when Arsenal spend money because they're going to be spending money now. I hope Hopefully so. so. I hope so. Um, yeah, so we can uh, we can either laugh at uh, your rival, Man United, next, or we can laugh at my rival, Tottenham, next. You pick. I'm rolling up the United tears right now as we speak. <laughs> I'm I'm rolling up the United pack. Right now, Lissandro Martinez oh, in this Thank month. you for saying his name because I'm fucking tired of it. This is why people hate United fans. The guy gets yeah. rinsed against Brighton. Danny Welbeck had him on skates. Skates. The, the guy gives up is a part of a defense that gives up four goals against Brentford. Then he has a good game against Southampton and a good game against Liverpool. Man United fans, we have the best center back in the Premier League. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Has William Saliba uh, conceded four goals at any point this season? No. Has he? How many times has Lissandro done it? 
How many times has Lissandro been a center back that has conceded three or more goals? I think it's been about four times. Only 13 games into the season, my friend. So go fuck yourself with that. You Man United fans are so quick to call people, uh, this is the best, this is the best. Varane was garbage last year. He has two good games. Lissandro and Varane are the best center back pairing in all of Premier League. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. I'm so tired of it. Uh, you guys are disqualified from best center back pairing in all of, all of Premier League. When you give up three goals, four goals, six goals to Man City. Sorry. I didn't see any of my center backs doing that. None. To, to Aston Villa, too. A team that I understand new manager bounce, but that was shameful. It should have been oh, no. five or six nothing. Yep. And how many times in these games where they get slapped up, are they lucky to get out of there with the goals they got? Like against Brentford, they gave up four, but it should have been eight. Against you guys, they gave up six. It should have been it should have been ten. And- that's what I'm saying. So I'm tired of it. And, and the excuse used to be, oh, well, McTominay's at center uh, DM. So, you know, the midfield's wide open. I saw Casemiro in there today. I mean, was I seeing things? Or was that Casemiro there? And you no. still gave up three goals. So give me a break with that. Chill with that. Chill with that shit. You need to prove it over the course of a season. You can't have two games against Southampton and, and it'd be all good. So enough. Enough, guys. But yeah, go ahead. You, you're, you're smoking the tears. So what do you what do you think? Uh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed that they even. I'm embarrassed that they put up the three that they did against us. Um, yeah. This team, Ronaldo looks lost. Ronaldo Oof. looks lost. Oof. Ronaldo, from an attacking standpoint, he he doesn't look in sync. He doesn't have a rhythm. He's, His confidence is gone too. Way gone, way gone, and uh, the prestige is slowly but surely fading away. Um, defensive, just from an attacking standpoint, you got destroyed tactically by Unai. Everything, I was so impressed with the counterattacking from Villa. Villa today. was good today, man. Villa was really, really good today. They put it to him. Um, Really, really impressed with Bandia. I loved uh, Aaron Ramsey. Um, Jacob. J- is it Jacob Ramsey? Yeah. Who's Aaron Ramsey? Aaron, Aaron, Arsenal player. Old Arsenal player. Wales. That is Wales Aaron International. Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he was really good. I used to love Ramsey. But yeah, no, I, I like that Jacob Ramsey guy a lot. I like him yeah. a lot. Uh, so, so. You you tell me you tell me as a United fan, Casemiro isn't a uh, rational knee jerk signing, but but you also say he's world class. He can play for anyone. <clears throat> Great. He looked very old today. He looked like he couldn't compete and keep going. Um, that's kind of bad. That's a little problematic. Uh, I don't know if this was. Villa boys saying, hey, without the manager here, he just got here. We're all trying to prove ourselves. Let's try to get this going kind of thing. Um, but there, this is this is problematic for United. This is a setback. You got to wonder what's going on. Um, we were building here. You have a lot of questions now. Um, so I love every fucking bit of it because there was no structure 
offensively. That's why I say I was really bothered by the fact that we gave up three goals against them. Yeah, and let's be real. They didn't even deserve the, the goal today. That was a luck nah. luck goal by Luke Shaw. Took about yep. two deflections and bounced in the corner of the net somehow. So Bullshit. it should have been a Cleeton sheet for Villa, if we're being honest. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And and listen, I backed the way Ten Hag handled uh, you know, uh, Ronaldo storming off the field. But now mm-hmm. he's like captaining the team. I think he was captain today. He was. He was. I saw I, the yeah, armband. He captained today. So I don't know. It's a little wishy-washy for me. You ban him from the team, and then you bring him back, and you start him against Aston Villa away. And I'm sorry, but what has he done to start over Rashford? Rashford misses chances a lot, but he also gets a lot of chances because of his pace he puts on up there. I think Martial was fit. So I'm a little confused. It seems a little flip-floppy to me from Ten Hag. I was rating what he was doing in that situation, but he benched him for a game, and then the next game he started him. And now he's starting away at Villa, and he's doing fuck all. I mean, he's not scoring. Last year he was scoring. He was a headache, and he was scoring. This year he's a headache, and he's not doing anything. This is reminding me a lot of Aubameyang. <laughs> this this reminds me a lot of Aubameyang. And it's time to cut the cord, Ten Hag. Doesn't it kind of remind you of the Aubameyang situation? Aubameyang's missing Fine. easy chances, no work rate, not doing anything, bitching and moaning constantly. I think it's worse, though, because there's a difference oh, yeah. between Aubameyang and Ronaldo. You can get away with that if you're Aubameyang, because you're Aubameyang. Yeah. You're a top striker. But you're still a bomb man. Cristiano Ronaldo is international. Everybody yeah. knows who he is. So yeah, I'm a little confused by this by Ten Hag, and he was taken. He was taken to school today by Unai. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I, I thought about this. The pre-blunt was so. I was so infatuated with this thought process. Okay, this is what I came to. Exactly what you said, Brian. I was like. Why the I I rated the decision. You were like, fuck that. Ronaldo, you are not doing this shit on my watch. Disciplinarian, it ain't happening. Team first, culture first. Then Ronaldo gets the start. And the captain. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is this man fucking doing a 180? Is he bending over backward backwards to to the directors, to the to the investments? Like, are they just Good trying point. to make sure they get money? Like, what's Did going on? Say something? Yeah, Maybe. did the Glazers say something? And then I thought back to European play. Where Harry Maguire came on as sub, as striker. The future and I wonder, of Man United. Yeah, and I wonder, this man this man played Harry Maguire at striker like he was out of a positions promo on FIFA 23. This man... Packed Harry Maguire out of position card that's striker not existent card. in the game, but he packed them in real life. So he said, I'm gonna pace. play him at striker 65 pace, yeah, with, with a 99 physical and a 55 stamina. Yeah, the only and thing injury- accurate about that, the only thing accurate about that card is the 56 defense. <laughs> <laughs> it's just absurd, it's, it's just absolutely absurd. And so I thought to myself, what the fuck is all this shit going on? So I started to kind of get Illuminati conspiracy theory on you. And my thought process is this. This fucker, Eric Ten Hag, is playing fucking Conte ball with United. 
This motherfucker has been telling him from the jump, I need a striker. Look at the Ronaldo situation. So he puts Harry Maguire on when he's down in Europa. He's sending a message, maybe? Could be. Sending a message. Interesting. He gets pushed back. Why didn't you put Ronaldo in? No problem. We'll start him next game. Lose three to one. Now this motherfucker gets to go back to the club, to the fans, to the investors, to the board, and say, explain that. Tactics haven't changed. Teams playing well without him. You you get your way. I start him like you want. I even captain the motherfucker. He's against the culture. He's not helping the team. I think he's building a little bit of a case here. That that's that's the only way. Don't no United fan can tell me this motherfucker is is no 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 Ronaldo earned it. No Ronaldo's fine. Him and him and Eric and Ronaldo had a sit down meeting. Fuck off. Fuck off. All that shit is for the 18 or the 19-year-old who fucks up at the beginning in his first year with United. Not Ronaldo. He doesn't, he doesn't get that grace. So with all this shit going on, it's got to be something with Ten Hag sending a message. Because Ten Hag is not fucking stupid. And yeah, so I just looked it up because I, I did remember it like this. So they, they played Tottenham. They won 2-0. Following game was that Chelsea game. Cristiano was suspended. That there should have been the end of Ronaldo in a Man United uniform. That there should have been it. It shouldn't have been a one-game suspension. That should have been it. But maybe the Blazers said, we're not getting rid of him. But that should have been it. If that was Mikel Arteta, Mikel Arteta would have said, have a nice day. Whether we, we transfer you out, we'll let you go on a free, or we'll just pay you to fuck off. We'll pay you to fuck off, my friend. But that should have been it, because this wasn't the first incident. This wasn't the first incident. There's been several. And then he ends up starting him in the Europa game, and then he starts him last week against West Ham, and then he started today. I understand Martial's not fit, but I saw Rashford playing. He's played a striker. He's not the most clinical, but he does get a lot of chances with his pace and his movement. So I'm not sure what's going on. Did the Glazers potentially – phoned him in and said, hey, we're paying this guy a lot of money. You better play him. He's still Cristiano Ronaldo. He's an icon. And and let me let me tell you something, Man United fans. He's not a club icon for Man United. And let me tell you another thing, a little secret. Get close to the microphone. Get close to the speaker. Put your ear right up to it. He doesn't give a fuck about Man United. He doesn't. He never has. You guys act like he loves Man United. He yeah. doesn't. He yeah. doesn't. He's there for the money. Voted with us. He's there for himself. Okay? Yeah. He's there for himself. So yeah. enough with that talk. Okay? I told you before the podcast, Orlando, we're going to have some very honest conversations today, my friend. <laughs> this is honesty. And, yeah, and you're about fans, this. you have to realize it. They, they were acting like he was on loan for 10 years. Like, you know, you know, they're acting like he was on loan for 10 years. He doesn't give a fuck about you guys. He doesn't. It's so he doesn't. true. It's so he true. doesn't care about you guys. And he's proven with his behavior. And like I said, if Ten, Ten I, I was like, damn, Ten Hag is handling this like a gangster. But you can't oh, go God. half gangster, my friend. You can't go half no. gangster. No, you can't. You put him right you back can't. in the lineup. And, and let's look up his stats because – He's not producing, and he's causing a headache. Yet you're still yeah. trotting him out there. And as you so, as you look up, I mean, those, has he scored a league goal? 
No, I don't think he has. I can't think of a moment. I think maybe he had a header. One goal. Uh, Ten matches, uh, one goal. That's two, only no two way. goals in the Europa League. Oh, when they man. were playing, uh, uh, what was the team they were playing? Ammonia. When they were playing all these shit teams. He's got three goals in 16 games. Not that good. Not that good. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's not, it's, like I said, you're kind of half-stepping over there. You, you can't be halfway in. You can't be halfway in. Ain't no such thing yeah. as halfway crooks, Mob Deep. Thanks. Mob Deep said it in the 90s. There's no such thing as halfway crooks, you shook ones. Scared to death. Scared to look. You shook. <laughs> but yeah, we need to have honest conversations today. We really do. Yeah, I, I, I think you're spot on with what you've said. I think uh, it's I'll say it because you've laid the foundation. The 10 year loan concepts, absolutely <laughs> hysterical because that that that's exactly what the mindset is. I mean, you even hear the commentators bought into it. The, the the introduction of his first game back last year was so, like, Shakespearean poetic. They try to make it like it's some sort of glorified moment. And the guy's doing dog shit right now for you. And what's hilarious is he was one pep not approval away from being in City Blue. And he was another, another phase of Carlito Tevez. And they can deny it all they want. They can act like it wasn't going to be a thing. But... We set you up and you hijacked that deal, and that was fine. I don't think it was necessarily intentional or on purpose. I think we actually had the thoughts of doing it, and you hijacked it, just like you hijacked the Fred deal. Good for you. Just like you hijacked the Harry Maguire deal. Good for you. Good like Just like you hijacked the uh, Juan Basaka deal. Good for you. These are all examples yeah. of deals you hijacked from City. Because we wouldn't pay enough, we wouldn't go for the asking price, and look what you be, look what you took them and be and 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 made of it what what it was. So laughable, all laughable. Yeah, spot on with that with that comment about Ronaldo, man. It's it's shameful. It's really shameful. He's never given a fuck. Um, yeah, he don't care about them. He don't. This care is why about that. Them. This is why I don't think they'll do get get top four. Top four's got is done by teams who. Have a a unified collection. And when you have a a manager who's doing this, this is why Tottenham got it last year because they became together. Everybody on the same page. Yep. Everybody was on the same page. But now in the summer, shit has been fucked up. And now look at them. United come in. They get their Ten Hag. They get their guy. Ole out. Whatever. Although I personally, Ole at the wheel was fine for me. No problem. But since, you know... You guys want to fire him? Okay, cool. You didn't know how to handle a club legend. Now you got another situation. You know how to handle a club legend. Now you got a manager sending what I think is signals to you that you got to get rid of and cut ties of the club legend. So you think when we all know he's not a fucking club legend. So with this being the case, this is why I don't think United will get top four as it stands right now. January has got to be a come to Jesus moment for the World Cup. You're gonna he- you're gonna see some leaks from clubs in regards to yeah who they're looking at who raises but also what's going on man- managerially because uh, Unai got the got the gig Southampton just let go of their guy the moment after the game it was done you got shellacked like that you didn't even put up a fight you just got done spending forty million and thirty five million for Idozi and Lavia and you don't start them. 
You're playing older guys. They're not getting the results. You've looked like shit. Bye-bye. Deuces. They're looking to get their manager. And, they'll, and, 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 you know, it is what it is. So United, ass. And I'm here for it. All of it. The only reason I put them in the top four is because I, I saw this coming with Chelsea. You know, Chelsea yeah. might need to spend another $300 million as far as I'm concerned. Um, and Liverpool, yeah, they, they were kind of – I think I put – did I put – I put them in my top four. But Tottenham, Tottenham was the other problem. Tottenham, you saw today, they just can't compete with the big six sides. Probably should have got a draw today, but they were at home. Getting a draw mm-hmm. against Liverpool at home, if you're a serious team, you're beating Liverpool at home this year, period. Period. Nottingham Forest did it. Tottenham didn't do it. So I guess we can move there. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're having honest conversations today, people. But, yeah, they were fighting life and death for a draw. I was thinking to myself, I almost want to see Tottenham get this draw because I want to see Conte celebrate like he won the Champions League because you know he was going to shamefully celebrate and take a lap around the fucking pitch at White Hart Lane over a draw. But like I said, there's nothing impressive about a draw against Liverpool this year at home. Yeah, we we should have taught we should have had a over or under prop bet on this game for the amount of pump about pump fist by either manager um, yeah. and amount of times they one of them was caught on screen yelling at each other or yelling period. These both of these dickheads be, be deserved absolutely nothing out of this result. They both should have got one point and they both should have walked away pissed off. Neither of them deserved the title. It was very, very fun and engaging in the second half. First half was more about who's fucking up, who's having little moments, um, and it wasn't really anything. Uh, I'll give a little credit to Perisic because he was aggressive in attacking in a situation where, I'm sorry, I guess you can blame me. I don't really watch a lot of fucking Serie A and bottom league fucking Italian leagues to see this Croatian, you know, play and play attacking so i didn't know that he can play that center forward striking cam spot he looked okay for a little bit but he was playing a crossbar challenge um fucking noodles they are really so bad they are aggressively trying to get this man involved aggressively trying to make it work one thing liverpool did find today mohammed salah up the middle in a central role that's going to work for him they, they. I think that if I'm a Liverpool fan, I take the result, but I also take the fact that I know now if we don't see Mohamed Salah in the middle of that pitch um, with opportunities to strike, we have problems. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, noodles. Noodles was he. He he made things happen today. He opened up a lot of good chances. His movement is good. His first touch is so clumsy though. There was several times where he had so much space. And he has the first touch of a fucking trampoline. That ball just bounces yeah. off him when it hits his foot. His it's first horrible. touch is dreadful. Dreadful first touch. And him and Salah are just very sloppy in possession. Very, very sloppy. I saw them just giving the ball away several times today. That second half, Tottenham was all over them. All over them. You know, there was a chance for um, Salah in the box in like the 68th minute mark, they could have put it away 3 nothing, and he hit it very, very weak. And from that point on, it was all Tottenham. Kulusevsky comes on, gets a nice assist. But, mm-hmm. you know, 
Zero wins against the big six sides for Tottenham. That's not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done, especially when you're dropping points against Newcastle and all that. So, um, yeah, just like I said, they they probably deserved a draw, but getting a draw against Liverpool at home this year, it's not impressive. If you're a serious team, you're winning against Liverpool at home this year. They're there for the taking. That game did not change my opinion on Liverpool at all. You saw everything that you saw in the second half against Arsenal today in the second half against Tottenham. They were they were bad in the second half, period, period. They can't keep possession. They can't hold on to the ball. And Perisic hit that, hit that fucking um, – he hit that out of position cam card that dropped a couple weeks ago. He was on that today. But um, he was. His, his, his end product is terrible. He, yeah. he had a couple wide open looks that he, he clung. Wow. Uh, Emerson Royale. <laughs> the guy is comedy, man. I mean, he is just hilarious. He had yeah, a couple yeah. crosses that went to outer space. And Harry McDyer. Harry McDyer yeah. with the play of the game. Harry McDyer. Tottenham oh, fans, please stop overrating your, your players. Please. They cried all last year, crying like little bitches. Why isn't Eric Dyer on the the England squad? So we need two fridges? We need two fridges? We don't need any one. We don't need two. Harry McDyer, terrible, terrible center back. Please stop propping up mediocre talent. Please. They are so – and I I was watching a stream today, and Tottenham fans – all these teams hate us. We're the most hated team. First of all, it's not hate of the team. There's no. nothing to hate on. There's no, there's, no, there's no winning going on over there. What is there to hate? It's hating of the fans who are so eager to be a top club and to be taken seriously that Benton Corps has a one good game, and he's compared to Prime Iniesta. Kulisevsky has 16 good league games. This guy's the best 21-year-old right winger in all of the world. Perisic, or he's the best right wing back in Europe. These are things that actual Tottenham fans have said. I'm not yeah. exaggerating. They are no, so eager, the Tottenham fans, to, to be respected that they exaggerate their talent. I'm not kidding about the Dyer thing. All last year. Oh, yeah, you're right. Dyer I know. Better than ben White. Why is, he, why is Ben White? Please, please. i never seen Ben White headed to Mohamed Salah. Is a perfect fit for a goal. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! And like I said, Harry McDyer. We don't need two. We don't need two fridges in England. We don't. Yeah, oh, man. refrigeration. That, that that Eric Dyer one hundred percent deserves Harry McDyer. Please say his name. Please say his <laughs> name right. <laughs> Harry McDyer. Harry McDyer. I I'm. Him and him and Maguire, what they have in come com, combined, other than the refrigerator, yeah, they're actual cement brothers because they have Lego heads and they everything that scream. If you just look at them, it just screams just concrete feet, punchable face, but concrete feet. Man, they cannot move, dude. Yeah. They are horrendous. They are not any bit they. You have gotten away with having these two center backs at at what you would call top six clubs for so long, and 
their their exposure has been outed from real people that have ball knowledge, can see it, can watch these games and just look at them and be like, dude, you are, what are we doing? And let me share with you, I, I gotta I gotta pull it up for you now. Um, I have, I can show you for a fact where right now there are Tottenham fans that are, I think, buying into the notion that <laughs> this guy ain't cutting it, okay? Listen to this. So, this is, let me find it exactly, but we're talking in regards to the defense. Defense is not good enough, simple as that, really. For the way Conte plays, we have to be defensively solid, and we are making mistakes every game. Until level improves, we are going to struggle. Eric Dyer does not start for any top six club, bar Spurs. Forget what's come before or progress that he's made. That's the reality of it, plain and simple. It's true. It's true. At least he's being honest. Because, yeah, I mean, he, he saw right. a slight improvement in his play when he was put in a back three. What, what a shocking concept. You get another <laughs> center back by your side and you improve. I mean, is that yeah. you cover the science? pitch in thirds now? You cover yeah. in thirds. Yeah, yeah. Your coverage gets smaller, and any attacking team, your coverage has now gotten smaller, and he's gotten better. Wow, two plus two is four. It's nice out on a sunny day. Thank you for t- sharing. Check this out. Same players that have been here for four plus years, and we wonder why we haven't won anything. These players won't last more than a season at a serious club. <laughs> oh my god, the, the marking on that first goal too. For Salah, oh. that was just dreadful. Sessing Young, what the hell were you doing? He just fell yeah. to the ground. I mean, nobody marks Salah. Mohamed Salah. No. No. The guy's, got a, fucking, the guy's got a fucking afro. How can you? You, you <laughs> lost Mohamed Salah. He's yeah. got fucking 12 inches of hair going, <laughs> running around. And you you, you <laughs> lost him? Not, not even. I'm just talking about the hair. Not to mention he's probably one of the best wingers in the Premier League of all time. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Just just dreadful yeah. defending for a team that is supposed to be a defense-first team. A defense-first team. You have yeah. man marking like that, and then you have Harry McDyer heading it to Salah, <laughs> hit it off his shoulder. I mean, mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. But, no. like I said, they should have probably got a draw. They dominated that second half. Um, really, I mean... The only one I really rate on that team is Kulusevsky. I think he's quality. I really do. Yeah. He's a problem. He's a problem, but another player who one day is going to look back at things and say, why did I come to this club? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. I thought Conte was going to change things. Conte is yeah. going to be gone in a few months, my friends. I hate to break it to you. He'll be gone soon. Yep. But did that game change anything for you in – in terms of the pecking order of the Premier League for either team? Uh, Liverpool are done still for winning it, but I think getting the result is what they needed right now. They'll take it. That team is just scrapping for anything right now. Um, For for Tottenham, they were very attacking and very aggressive in that second half, and I agree they showed moments, but let's be honest, it's such a fool's gold moment. They're going to have that moment against – I agree, I'll say it, I can't. I cannot deny. I'm scared of them. I cannot deny based on what I've seen, but from on the matchup when we've played them. But 
this season is the year to fucking wipe that away and just slap Tottenham because losing to them would be such a such a problem for us. I'm sure you'd love to see it as an Arsenal fan, but that I'm warning you now, you're going to want to sit there and watch that game because you're going to be salivating because you're going to see a completely different Spurs side. But it's fool's gold because if you build up, and I don't know if you heard in the commentary as well during the game, they actually gave them credit for having the loudest stadium, the loudest stadium in the Premier League. At its Ooh. highest moment, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is the loudest per decibel. It was people that screaming when Emerson Royal kicked the ball in the stand. That's what it was. So, screaming for their life because they thought a fucking speeding bullet was coming at them. <laughs> and it's it's so funny. It's so funny that the commentators tried to... ISIS attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, nobody, I don't know what exactly the record is or when they got it, but for them to try to give them that trophy and and let yeah, them have something exactly to hold want. on to, yeah. that's just absolutely hilarious to me. It just speaks to how shit of a club you are. Uh, it's fool's gold. Yeah, they attacked, but they attacked when they were already down. This is an approach that is horrible in mindset. Uh, starting a game and how you approach teams is so important. You know this, Brian, because Arsenal have been infamous this year for getting off to a great start. That speaks to the mentality and how you want to go about it. And when you see a club that don't even want to fight for it, don't even want to try to do their thing and and really impose their will, you're, you're, you're playing a backhanded way. And it's it's old, man. It's old. It's not going to work. I hope Tottenham don't get top four because of games like this. And I'm happy they didn't get a draw because, yeah, they fought for it in the second half, but it all comes from a premeditated bad way of, 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 of attacking. So. Fuck them. Yeah. Before we move on from this game, we really need to discuss how Tottenham are just punting the first half. Just completely punting the first half. Yeah. And like I said, I was watching a stream today on DR Sports and a Tottenham fan. This is this is how deluded this fan base is. A Tottenham fan was literally trying to say that this is all strategy. Conte sees that this is a long season. And he's seeing that we need to rest the first half and come on strong in the second half and that this will be replicated in the season because they're taking it easy in the first half. First half of the Premier League. And we're going to come on strong in the second half of the Premier League. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. I'll clip it and send it. I'll even put it on the stream. This is how deluded this fan base is. The arrogance of a team that has zero trophies are going to pace themselves as if it's a marathon. It is a marathon, but I'm going to tell you what, zero wins against the big six is not going to get you a title. It's not. So I don't know what you're pacing yourself for, but, I mean, if you're pacing yourself for sixth place, then, yeah, you're on, tar- tar- you're on track for that, 100%. And then I would say Conte's a genius. But, yeah, th- this is how deluded that fan base is. They're pacing That's- themselves, and they're taking the first halves off. It's all strategy. It's all strategy. I, I, I don't get it. I, I mean, is this Alex Jones FC now? We got conspiracies going on. I mean, I seriously. was literally, dude, no bullshit. <laughs> I was literally about to say to you, that's the type of blind followship of a servant or a leader that gets you cult. caught in a cult. Culture. That is mind boggling that you can watch or even see any of these games and think based on what you're seeing or listening to that Italian bastard speak and try to 
talk or convince yourself and say it out loud to others. I've said yes. some crazy wacky shit in my head, but I say I I know what the fuck I'm gonna say out loud to people. I'm not gonna be out there saying some fucking kukumani, no evidence to support that shit. That is wild. That is so fucking wild. And if there's any validity to the crazy shit that he just said that you just explained to me, that deserves his job on the spot right there. The man should never be in coaching. And, and and the Italian fraud is is is, is or Antonio uh, the Colt Conte is what I want to call him because that's just fucking stupid. There's a real life conspiracy having happening in Tottenham right now, and it's Jed Spence not getting yeah. a single minute in the Premier League and Emerson Royale starting week in and week out. Holy shit! You, you want to nibble on some conspiracies, Tottenham fans? Nibble on that one because that's a real yeah. one and it's happening right in front of your eyes. So Holy have shit. fun with that one. I said we're going to have con- honest conversations today. <laughs> yeah, I said it. That. Was I kidding? <laughs> was I fucking with you? No, I wasn't. That's so true. That's so true. That is that is really. They should be protesting the fuck out of that right there. That's an issue. That's such yeah, an issue. Doesn't make any sense. I've seen Holy Jed Spence. Shit. He's at least fucking good going good. forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so whatever. We'll move on to some other results for Sunday. Um, and a team that we have to continue to take serious, Newcastle, go on the road to Southampton and get Southampton's manager fired in a 4-1 drubbing. <laughs> a 4-1 drubbing. Almiron on the score sheet again. Again. Yeah. Purple patch? The purple patch is in question. This might just be legitimacy. Uh, he might just be hitting his prime, wow. hitting his stride. He's looking deadly. Yeah. Joe Willick getting on the score sheet, former Gooner. Um, but, yeah, dominant to the point where Southampton fired their manager after, which was surprising. Didn't see it coming, but they must be thinking, where are they in the standings? So, yeah, Southampton's uh, in the relegation zone. So yeah, they ain't uh, fucking around. 14 games, 12 points, pretty terrible return there in the relegation zone. And, yeah. I, I can see why he got, but but at the same time, I mean, who, who do they have at that club that they should be not in a relegation scrap? So it's it's I mean it's the Premier League. They, managers get fired all the time. So I I don't I couldn't speak. I would have to do a lot more research as to their season, as to the expectations, as to what they've brought in. They spent a little bit of some money. We obviously gave them two players with buy, both buyback clauses in both of their contracts. So we gave them players that we felt like were quality. I told you he's not starting players and he's getting away with playing older players or players that he's had for a while and he's not getting results. Um, the conversation I think is more important with this game. It's less about Southampton. It's more about how Newcastle are finding a way to get victories, especially when yeah. I think impressive. I sent you the photo. Very impressive. The XG was higher for Southampton, which blew mm-hmm. my fucking mind when I saw that. If mm-hmm. you look at some of the goals that they scored, the second goal for Newcastle, that that uh, that Wood goal, what? He didn't even look at the fucking goal when he shot it. He yeah. wasn't even looking. It was a <laughs> crazy. It was a crazy fucking shot. Um, Longstaff, you have a you have a porno name, and <laughs> you're out here fucking raping the league right now. Uh, Botman, yeah. Bruno, and Char. Yeah. yeah, 
They're you looking said it on the they're... last podcast, best best defense statistically in the league, and you know they go to Southampton, hold them to a, a, a late goal, and yeah. Bruno Gomares, one of the best midfielders in the league, must I say, still mad we didn't get him. He would have fit perfectly into this Arsenal side. But Fuck, um, at this point, I'm happy you didn't. At this point, I'm so happy you didn't. If we had Bruno, I think I think I would be saying something different right today. With the United Bruno, game I, before be the saying, deadline. Was that? Was the United game before the deadline? I'm trying to I'm trying to see if you wouldn't have lost that game because if it wasn't, if it was no, just Partey, well, they got Bruno last year. Remember, they got Bruno in January. Oh, last year. you're right. You're right. You're right. Right. My bad. My bad. My bad. You're right. Yeah, but I mean, if we got Bruno in January last year, we would have been in Champions League today, hundred percent. I'll yeah. say that with confidence. Yeah, um, yeah, facts, but yeah, I mean, just scary. They keep winning. They keep winning, and next on the hit list, Chelsea FC at St James. I mean, I, I, I painted this scenario last week, and it's looking like it's coming to fruition for Chelsea. <laughs> Arsenal come yeah. in and bully them, bully them. Didn't even look yeah. like they were wanted to win the game. Didn't even look like they wanted to get a result. Man City nope. midweek, Carabao Cup, Newcastle away before the World Cup. It's really looking like they're going to go 0-3 in those games. Holy shit. The only game, and this isn't this isn't any Man City slight, the only game I can see them maybe getting something out of, the Carabao Cup game, just because I don't know how serious Man City is going to take it. I really don't. Yeah. But even that game, I, I'm, I'm back in Man City. And the only reason I would back Chelsea is because I just don't know how seriously City's going to take it. Yeah, it's Champions League or bust this year for City. So yeah. Um, but anyway, back to Newcastle. Yeah, they're looking. They're looking serious, man. I, I, I said it early in the season. St James away is going to be one of the toughest games for Arsenal this year, and mm-hmm. it's even looking more so than when I stated it. Because yeah, they're Must serious. Win. And let, let's talk about it. Can they get top four? Yes or no? Newcastle. Yes, hundred percent. With what I saw from United today, the flip flopping of Ten Hag, the terrible play from Chelsea, and I wasn't impressed by Liverpool's win. They got the result, but I can definitely see them going to a team like Brentford, Liverpool, and losing again. You know, so there was nothing I saw today that said, "Okay, they're back." I I think they can get the fourth spot. I'm being honest. I think they're I think they're a shout for Champions League. I I will take it a step further. I think they're solidified right now just based on everything. You look at the three phases, they're in unif- you in unison. If I don't look at the standings, if I never saw the standings, I would say they are the third most unified team. I really do name another club other than City and Arsenal that look as unison right now. Eddie Howe, which ironically yeah. is the same thing I want to fucking say to him when I see his fucking face. Eddie Howe? Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Howe. Howe? Eddie, comma, how, how, are you, how are you doing this, motherfucker? Eddie Howe. How, motherfucker? Because this is impressive. This is, you're so lucky. This is your trophy this year. You definitely have your coach of the year, manager of the year award locked up. For sure. Um, because you are improving everyone right now. Um, it's going to take... Arsenal going undefeated or any run of any team going undefeated for like 10 to 12 games. You know, those historic runs that Klopp has done or Pep has done in the winter. It's going to take one of those to where one of those managers are like, okay, is their name up? 
but Newcastle have killed it. I would say Miguel's 1B for that, to be completely honest, because, I mean, they're just obviously the best team in the league. But, yeah, well, I'm so impressed right now with Newcastle. Well, if um, if Arsenal keep this pace up, and even if they lose the league and they're like five points off City, I think Arteta's going to get it. But, yeah, Eddie Howe definitely deserves it. He'll get manager of the month in October, no doubt about it. And That's I, tough, I, though. You've had a great October. But they had a flawless October. I don't think they lost. We dropped points at Southampton. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Eddie Howe deserves it. He got it in August, Arteta. We'll share the award. We're, we're nice people over at uh, over at Arsenal. But, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're for real, man. And mm-hmm. slapped up Southampton at home, manager fired, and on to Chelsea next week. Have a easy midweek game, I think. I think their Carabao Cup game is an easy one. And then, um, yeah, Chelsea next week. And our, uh, we'll give our for sure predictions next week, but I don't see how Chelsea win that based on what I said today, what I saw today. I'm not seeing uh, it yeah, at all. It's going to take a slashing of City before I even consider Chelsea a serious team on Tuesday. I do have an update on that. We'll talk about it later, but Pep's going for it. I'll keep that short. Okay. I don't I don't doubt it. I was just and like I said, I just don't know how serious they're gonna take it. But if they yeah. go for it, City's winning the game, period. Um Yeah, Holland didn't start at Fulham because of it. Yep. Neither did Fulham. Yeah, I'm sure he'll go for it. I mean, that's a cup you guys have won four out of the five last year. So um yeah, for sure. Last game of the day today, and then we'll talk about your uh Man City win yesterday. But um a team that is in dire need of some honest conversation. West Ham losing against Crystal Palace at home. They were at home. And we said it for West Ham. Honest conversations today. We said if West Ham is serious, two home games going into the World Cup, six points on the bounce, nothing less. Nothing less. Well, zero points today. Uh Not a good start for them. And uh, West Ham, after today's results, 14 league games. No. Yep. 14 games played, 14 points. 15th place, minus three goal differential. I mean, did not expect this from West Ham. To be, they're going to be going into the, the World Cup break in 15th, 14th place. Leicester City just jumped them. I mean, this is this is bad. This is bad, bad, bad for West Ham. And um, I'll tell you what, a good bet for next manager out, David Moyes. I think it's time. I think it's time to bring somebody else in. They need a new manager. They need a new message because it's not working. What, what are your thoughts on that? Shameful, and they're done. I, I This was a back-breaking <laughs> loss. This was a back-breaking loss for them. This was a demoralizing, a coming to Jesus. We all looked ourselves in the mirror and we realized what we've been doing this whole time, it's shattered and we need to rethink all of this. It starts with a managerial firing. Completely over the moon. Got to be happy about that if you're any West Ham fan. It's, it's if nothing more, if nothing more, it's solely based on the fact that your team looks fucking dull. How about we start yeah. there? Nothing more. Just because it's fucking – because you can. How about that as a reason? It looks horrible. The reasons are 
endless. The way they, if you, I saw this live, I think you were too busy getting, and we got to get the order. We got to know what the fuck the order was. But I think my man went to go get a public sub. So <laughs> we need to know what that order was. But uh, I watched Boris this. Had a, Boris had Italian. The best sub was on sale today. So I went, I went with oh, that. Oh, God. So I good. think that's where I'm going for dinner. Um, I got the <laughs> I got the wife and the kids with uh, family in North Carolina right now. They spent the whole day, so yeah. literally I've had the so, entire day. So you're like thing. a bachelor today. So that's a perfect bachelor meal. <laughs> exactly right. I've lit up like I'm about to light up a third L after this pod. So to check this out. So I watched this live, and when I say yeah, this yeah. is so demoralizing, this moment, West Ham approaching, attacking, really going for it. Okay. Getting the advantages. Antonio getting a clear opportunity. One-on-one with the back center back. Gets the opportunity in the head. Loses it on a touch. Gets it. A couple guys running in. He gets to the byline. He's now face-to-face with two to three opportunities and a center back. Chips it straight to the keeper. The entire mm-hmm. West Ham stadium and the whole setup was like, oh, my God, that was demoralizing. In the same run, keeper takes it, passes it down, goes down. They score off of a deflection. It was, And it's so funny how the soccer gods treat it. It's not like they went down and someone run R9 just yo-yoed through people and it scored. It was a golasso, and you're like, fuck, we got to take our opportunities. It was the fact that the soccer gods... You missed your opportunity, but the way they scored was because they got a deflection just by putting it on goal at the right opportunity. They played it well. It was so demoralizing, Brian. It was so bad for them. Antonio looking at some of the offensive players like, damn, my bad. It, it yeah. was horrendous. It, the, the funniest part about it, and I'll let you kind of talk about it after this. The funniest yeah. part about it was this. The moment the chip shot comes and Antonio or the keeper gets the ball and he moves in transition of the ball going forward and Crystal Palace attacking the shot of Antonio running back on defense and giving a hand to his offensive players like my bad. I should have I should have passed to one of you guys and said like my bad. It was one of those so cringe <laughs> moments because like you fucker literally just cost us the fucking game because you yeah. are incompetent at attacking. And it speaks to all of what West Ham have been all year. Just shit. Can't Gutless. put two and two together. Gutless, 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 gutless. And yeah, I'm kind of, mm-hmm. I'm trying to like pull the West Ham fans because see where they're at with things because, you know, the problem the problem is they brought in Paqueta. They have Declan Rice. They brought in Skamaka. You finish 15th, Paqueta. Goodbye. I'm going to another club. Skamaka. Eh, it was a fun, it was a fun holiday in London. I'm going yeah. to another club too. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, that's the problem is I, you know, we have to give them their props. They were very good last year. They were a tough team to play for the past couple of years, West Ham. Good results, but it's, it's, it's dire times for them because they have a lot of big players there right now. Paqueta is a big player. Declan Rice is a big player. Skamaka, good striker. I'd take him at Arsenal. Jesus backup, 100%. I'd take him. So, you know, you finished 15th this year, West Ham. All three of those players I just mentioned. Yeah, we're rating your club. We're rating your club. Yeah, it'll be a raid. It'll be a raid. 
the bigger clubs will come in and pick their pockets Mm -hmm. and then you're stuck there with antonio giving the ball away in the 90 90th minute Mm -hmm. i mean yeah so yeah it's time it's time honestly wouldn't be surprised if you know if if they don't get a result next weekend it's time it's time to cut ties with Moyes because the message is just dead there. You know, at first he wasn't starting Skamaka, Paqueta, those guys. He started them all today and they still didn't get the result. And that's just it's a it's a bad, bad result. Crystal Palace is a tough team, but when you're at home and you're going into the World Cup break, you gotta go all out for those three points. Fifteenth place. That's that's bad. That's bad, West Ham. I I think I got to be completely honest with you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna press here a little bit just because you've you've said it. It's been the theme the whole damn day, and I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. Circle of trust, circle of confidence. We're 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 here. Everyone listening understands. We we trust each other. This is an honest talk. We're we're having honest conversations. I think you're being a little bit too nice. West Ham fans need to be during the World Cup looking for a manager out of one of these international teams that make a run, and this guy does a great Change job. It up. And, I agree. And we need to go ahead and change it up. This guy does not even deserve a result. Let, well, let's see what's going on. No, fire him now. Go into the last game and see who's got fight before the World Cup. Who's got some push? Who wants to stay on this roster and defend their spot when we get a new manager? That's what that last game needs to be. You are, at this point, you went from being a Europa contender to being someone who is literally a club that the rest of the clubs in the prem and all throughout europe are about to open you up and we're about to rage your shit because Mm -hmm. you have quality players and you're all of you are playing like ass and and, (laughs) what's so funny going into the year (laughs) you ready for this oh yeah 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 yeah. i have uh 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 agent and 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 director for west ham come out yeah we made moves to get paqueta yeah absolutely what do you think about declan rice getting looked at and there's a 100 million price tag on him (laughs) It's 125 just before we start talking. <laughs> That's what he said preseason. Guess yeah. what, motherfucker? The conversation now starts with a with a six. How about that, dickhead? Yeah. You talked all that shit before the year, running your mouth. I got a quality player, English international, caps and everything. I don't give a fuck if that man looks like Dino in motherfucking World Cup. He's been looking like shit this entire first half, and that data means a whole lot more than what he does under Southgate's fucking devastating disaster black hole of a style of football. So here's what I'm saying to you, motherfucker. The number starts with six. 65 million. That's where I'm talking. Asshole. So asinine. When 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 a player wants to back himself and go into a year potentially free, I back him. No problem. But perform. Leandro Trossard, performing, no problem. He does his thing, does his fucking thing. Okay, now clubs, you want to you want to hold the player and say, oh, we're not going to sell him right now and hold on to him. Sure, you're holding the value. You should be held to the same. You made that decision, knuckleheads. Now you mother, now you mm-hmm. income poops look so stupid because you could have cashed in, especially when you just said it. Yeah, you got Paqueta. You just mm-hmm. got Lucas Paqueta. So stupid. West Ham need to get raided. And I'm looking at their schedule. You know what they have next week? Leicester City, who's who's improving. He's so, done. Yeah. He's done. I mean, I, for some reason, I was thinking one of the relegation teams were coming into uh, to West Ham, but uh, they're at home. But Leicester City's playing good. They're picking up wins. Uh, they're getting some great, great goals. Tielemans yesterday with another great goal. Um, 
Madison playing good. Vardy got on the board yesterday. So Leicester's oh. kind of picking things up a little bit. West oh. Ham on the down. I mean, 15th place. Yeah, if he loses that game, that is – that's it for Moyes. You can't yeah. – they spent $150 million in this transfer window. $150 <laughs> million. So, Dunk. yeah, man, it's it's dire times. And, you know, you've been Moyes out pretty much since we started this podcast. And, um, yeah. Sad, I mean, too, because I, I, I like him. Yeah, yeah, I like him, too. I mean, he, last year – last year was peak. That was a great season from West Ham. Honestly, yeah. they should have they should have got that six Europa spot. They kind of bottled it in the last week. I think they lost to Crystal Palace too. Yeah, they did. I'm and they were sure already they in Europa. They, yeah, they, they went into the season as the sixth spot. It's like they fucked it up, man. I like the club. Yeah. I like West Ham. I've always respected how they attack and how they play. Um, they had some they had some big time wins for me that I loved against Chelsea last year that were some signature moments for me. Um, and I really rated what they were doing. It's just a shame that Moyes is not catching up. He looks very Conte esque, and he needs to go. Truly, he does not deserve to see Leicester. I have not, he does not deserve to see Leicester. It needs to be done yesterday and just the last game identify your personnel, identify your roster. That needs to be the mindset. You don't know who the fuck you're going to hire as a manager and you shouldn't right now. That's okay. That's part of the fun to it. Don't jump to anything. What you do know is that this fucking diluted bullshit, bland cream of wheat, David Moyes needs to fucking go. That's what we all definitively know. So shameful, but fuck it. Get Lucas Paquette on the cheap. No, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we, need to, team, we need to go right? snatch that up, son. We need to go snatch that up, hundred um, percent. But yeah, um, back to let's go to the Saturday games. And before we do that, I'm gonna grab a beer real quick. All right, yeah, hang for on. For sure. All right, back, back, back. So there's only one place to start. We'll start with City, but just overall, Saturday. Ooh. I looked at those 11 o'clock games, and I was like, man, these are kind of crappy <laughs> games. But, however, really good yeah. games. Every game at yeah. 11 was good, including Man City-Fulham, which is where we'll start. So Man yeah. City 2, Fulham 1. Well, Kevin the Diver. Well, getting a penalty well. at the end. Getting you want to go straight for that? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. But uh, no. There's another VAR moment that happened before that that we should also Break it down. We should also Break generally it. talk about the VAR as a separate, just a consensus conversation that you I and I I forgot about that Cucurella handball that they said was not a handball when it clearly was. So and, I the T- and the TAA push. Yeah. 
Yeah. That yeah, today it reviewed. I don't remember. It got reviewed. Anyway, yeah, it did, right? And they said no penalty. Mm-hmm. But anyway, two one Fulham. I thought you guys were gonna drop points. Look like you guys were gonna drop points. Jao Cancelo with the red card in the twenty something minute. Um, yeah. that was pretty shocking. You predict- that predicted was four to one city. Four to one, yeah. No, you predicted what three zero? Three to two. <laughs> yeah, so you had more goals. Mitrovic didn't even play. I actually think Mitrovic would have helped uh, Fulham out a lot yesterday. Um, but yeah, two one Man City. And uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on the game from a Man City fan? Uh, championship DNA. Two teams have showed it so far. Newcastle haven't shown it. Newcastle were third, but they haven't given me that championship DNA win yet. Not that one that has solidified that moment against a top club on top of them that have been like, mm. it's basically what I'm saying is they got to do it to City or Arsenal. And they drawed us, so that's not really proving it to me. And that was early in the season, right? That was the, yeah. what, the first or second game? Second game, because our first game was against, I believe, uh, uh, we opened up against Brentford, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but uh, Newcastle, the Trippier goal, he, he scored a free kick that was absolute a gem of a goal. Ederson didn't get it. So you got to give kudos to that, tip your cap. But we had moments in that game. They went back and forth, very attacking. And I've said it since then, Newcastle, uh, the 2-2 draw, I will take as a City fan. Early in the year when we played them, how good they've looked, that's a win for me, the way I see it. That's a very, very dangerous team. So guys beat West Ham. Point. West Ham was your first game, not Brentford. Oh, was it West Ham? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, championship DNA going down a man. A few things about VAR. I want consistency in all of the games. If you say if a rule should be consistent for all games, we can acknowledge there are agendas going into games. For example... Refs know that Pocono Mountain West versus Pocono Mountain East is going to be a rivalry game. It's going to be tight. It's going to be aggressive. It's going to be physical. We know early on this is going to be called tight. This is going to be called very, very tight. We're going to wrangle this game in. This is common. This is natural. This is the element of being a human. If you don't like that, I I'm I, I can disagree or agree with you, but it's a known fact, okay? VAR should not be that, right? That's fair to say. VAR should not be in a, well, we're going to call this game aggressive. We're going to call this game a little loose. No, VAR should be a, a, a simple yes or no to the rules. The referees per the game, because that's where the human factor come in, they're going to call the game certain type. Great example of that today is, and we don't have to go too far, the Cucurella conversation. Cucurella within five minutes of that game had two fouls. Not a single card. He made a foul. A third foul, in my opinion, came right after the half. Third foul, in similar fashion of the first and the second fouls. That's a clear indicator. He didn't. Yes, the third one was very, very bad. It. I. I. And I even said it to you. You sent the message, and I said I knew you were going to bring it up because it's deserved, and that should have been a yellow. The first. I think the first questionable call that I had in that Chelsea game today, or that, excuse me, in that Arsenal dominating game today. That Arsenal dominating game today, the the first call I had was in the 37th minute. A questionable call happened then. I thought it was fair. It was, I hate to say Fox News balance, but it was fair and balanced. I thought it was going back and forth. He called it the same way, in my opinion. The Cucurello call was, was, was 
was fine in the yellow card in the third, whatever. Go into City. Now, VAR, every fan of every team would agree with VAR the way it is. The first goal that happened against City. What was just about to happen there? I had to close the blinds. Oh, I thought you were talking about the fall. I was like, no. no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) The blinds. Um, (laughs) The first goal that was disallowed with, you joked, Erling Holland's ponytail had him offside. Hilarious. What did you think about that one? Per the law, it's correct. But that's the problem. We are using – we would all agree. Anyone who disagrees, you're just a liar and you're being biased. If that happens to Gabriel Jesus, that's bullshit. VAR was not made for that. VAR was not made for that little tiny – his ball sack, his longest hair on his ball sack made him off. That's not what the game is intended for. And so in that scenario, per human eye, it should have been called a goal. And now regardless, remember the overall theme here. City deserved to win. If you want to argue that, but, but regardless of deserving of winnings, of wins, we would agree that in any game, within the game, referees are going to have makeup calls. The Kevin De Bruyne play. Now that I've addressed the first Erling Holland VAR. Yeah, let's let's get the to the Ke- KDB, Kevin DeDiver play. I'm going to give you an analogy that you're going to completely understand, and then I'm going to go step-by-step process as to what happened in the game. If it has to do with Pokemon Mountain West and Pokemon Mountain East again, now I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) You can't bring the Pokemon Mountain West into it twice in an argument. No, no, I am bringing back the argument. It's like two negatives makes a positive, or two positives makes a negative. All right, go ahead. So, in basketball, you have the ball side guard on the wing with the defender on him. You have the ball side post rises up for a pick and roll. He makes the pick and roll. Postman defender stays up and traps the big man. Uh, Guard defender stays and traps the ball. Big man smart enough slips. Ball possessor. Kobe Bryant slips past uh, in between the big man and the guard. Perfect pick and roll. Feeds him power dribble. And before he's about to go up, the the weak side help is there. Comes over. The big man pump fakes. And you know the rest of the fucking story. Kevin De Bruyne pump faked in the box and he touched them. If it's a foul outside of the box, it's a foul in the box. You call it diving. Sure. I, Was it not a dive? Yes or no? no? I just want to hear you say No. What? No, it's a head touch. Wait, no, but what did he do? No. He dove he, to exaggerate it, contact. If Correct. we cannot, did he touch him? There was maybe, to me, I'm being honest. I watched the replay several times. To me, it looked like Kevin kicked the defender more than the defender kicked him. And he sold the contact unbelievably. Why would someone and, who has the ball and, kick the defender? And, 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 he dove the wrong way. It's a dive. <clears throat> You Most said players are doing it nowadays. He dove the wrong way as the contact. That alone makes it a dive. He spun momentum. around also. Momentum. That was a sell job. It's a dive. Just call it a dive. I mean, listen. The momentum, the momentum took him. He didn't change the momentum. momentum versus the- took him. So he kicked. What did he kick? He kicked Thanos? 
He kicked Kevin De Bruyne did not kick uh, Robinson. Robinson sliced out. Sure, whatever, whatever word you want to adjective to describe the touch challenge, right? That's not the key penalty. That's one hundred percent a pen. One hundred percent a pen. And this is a dive. It's a dive. Call it what you want. I call it or not is irrelevant. But it's not a dive. I'm not. I'm not calling the big man who goes up and under and gets the foul called on a pump fake and goes and one to the line a diver. I'm calling him wait, a heads wait, up play. I'm, what calling, about the I'm calling it a heady play. But what about the post player who does the pump fake, gets the defender to jump straight up, and then throws mm-hmm. the ball into the rafters and then falls to the floor? What about that guy? Because that's the guy I'm going to compare to Kevin De Bruyne. Or Kevin that drive. guy's not doing Kevin De Bruyne things. That's not that's that, yeah, that's that's Edavaso in the post. You're, you're doing a little Edav- you just compared Edavaso to Kevin De Bruyne. You're doing what, straw what you man doing? gymnastics here. You're building a straw man argument. He dove in order to no. get that penalty. He needed to dive. So, okay, so he dove. Point. Okay. Thank if you for bringing up the next up, point. Is it a penalty? Thank you for bringing up the wait, next. Wait, point. wait, 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 no, no, no! Don't, don't stay on, stay on, stay on course. If he stood straight up, which a man of Kevin De Bruyne's caliber, strength, huh. he's a strong guy, he shouldn't huh. he shouldn't have went to the floor for that. But if well, he just you don't know that. Up, you, wait, can't, wait. you can't speak well, you can't speak no, to no, no, that. No, no, no. You just know that. Just I do know that. I've seen him get yeah. kicked before and not go to the ground. I've do, seen do, it. I cannot I've seen no, it happen. So, he wasn't even off balance. Listen, if he dove in the way of the contact, we might have that argument. He got kicked in his back left going forward and then dove backwards. That's no, that's physics. That you can't argue physics. You can't argue Ryan, physics. watch. Go, I please ask you to go back and watch the video right now. He did not change so physics and move. Right His now. body momentum he kept going. He put a dribble move. He put a dribble move on on Robinson because he was coming. He switched feet and spun. Upon spinning, Robinson reaches because he gets got on the spin. Kevin went the other way. He thought Kevin was going the opposite way. Robin with Robinson with his left foot reaches back out. He's beat. He went the wrong way. Kevin put a good move. Upon doing so, Kevin gets tapped. Robinson tapped, tapped. hit him, whatever, beat him. What he hit him. Word is contact. It's a foul outside the box. It's a foul in the box. Tapped. And you brought up an excellent point. You brought up an excellent point. I usually do. That. If he didn't fall, all that he did. If you years ago. Years ago, I'm going to have to find the clip for you. When Foden first came up in the league, we played a huge game. And he had an opportunity to start for a cup match. He played a game where he was at the top of the box and got knocked down. And Phil got up and kept on going and tried to play it. You know what City fans told him? You know what Pep told him? And it was a big thing moving forward because everyone was just like, oh, if you just fall. If you if you just fall, if you just stay down, you would have gotten the call. And Phil Which was just like, I, "Listen to me. What, listen. To, let let me explain this." You, no, wait, 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 wait. He fell and got up and kept trying to play it. All so what you're doing right now is basically saying Kevin shouldn't have fallen for getting getting hit. What I you say to have. you is, wasn't you don't know that. Nobody knows know that. that. Only Robinson. It. Only Robinson and Kevin know how detrimental that hit was to his. I just sent you the video. Let's let's watch it together. Seriously, let's right. watch it together. Because 
Right. I, I, I think this is a bad take from you. You're, sh- no, but you're showing me the shit angle. I already know what I'm about to see. It's the I same shit that you sent me I last time. Care. Let's watch the video. But it's the not video a shit angle. Show you- it's 100% First of all, here comes the ball. Kevin? Exactly, the shit angle. Look, you can't look, even look. see where the contact is. Look. Wait, wait. Contact. He kept going. Kevin never stopped spinning. Spun he kept the going the same way. way. Spun what the, do you mean, Brian? Dude, what do you mean the wrong he's way? He's facing the, the east end of the pitch, and then he spins around to the west end of the pitch. Because of the move he put on him. He did it. Are you telling me right now, based on what you and I are seeing, the contact wait, wait, makes him spin in a different the video. way? Keep going in the video. I'm sure Holland's already shooting it. Wait, wait, this I'm is already past it. All right. This is, this, I'll, I'll send you another angle. But look at he. This is ridiculous. He gets hit not. and he's 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 facing one end of the pitch and he does a complete one eighty and he's facing the other side of the pitch. There's the contact there. No, no, honestly, honestly, and 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 listen, I played basketball with you. You you were you used to sell some contact too. So this is right after rally. You were you were a very crafty little point guard and selling contact. You were like the original Trey Young, but. Tell me that's not a dive. It's a dive. And and listen, I think the problem is you're taking dive as a derogatory term. You're taking it as it's like offensive, as if it's it's a dive. The only way he gets that penalty is if he dives like that. If he stands up or he fucking you know buckles a little bit, it's not a pen. So he did what he had to do to get the pen, but let's call a fucking spade a spade. It's a fucking dive. What you're asking me to do. By calling it a dive, is first off. I, I before we even get to the dive part, Kevin De Bruyne does not react to the touch in a manner that makes him change momentum. He continues with momentum upon getting the hit. If you notice where he, the moment the contact is made, he ends up facing and laying down falling exactly physically face to face where the contact was made I'm losing you a little the bit. momentum he kept going the move he made that he initiated uh, he kept going with it so to your to, to your point you're saying it was oh it's not enough contact yes it was not enough contact to stop the momentum that's not he does not diving he's not acting a dive in my opinion is an act it's an act of oh i got hit he was acting there no he's not but he did get hit though it's a dive Uh-oh. if he never got hit it's a but dive most, what zaha did today take place when zaha. There was contact i didn't see the zaha but i'm sure he he's a diver anyway i mean you <laughs> there was no the contact thing. made so you could say the same thing you said when 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 um when everton played tottenham and and uh What's the goalie's name? That's the, the England goal. Pickford. Pickford came out, and, and Harry Kane dove. You called that a dive. But, however, there was contact there, but you still called it a dive. So are you just being biased there, or what's going on? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Get, what, the Jordan Pickford what now? Jordan Pickford against Tottenham. Remember, Tottenham goes to Everton and wins one nothing. Pickford goes for the ball in the box. He clips Harry Kane in the very slightest way. Harry Kane dives to the floor. You said it was a dive and a shameless dive by Harry Kane. I have the text messages. 
Oh, I'm not. Now, I'm not denying that. You just said that if there's no if there if there's contact, then it's not a dive. You just said that. I'm not denying that what happened then was a dive, but I'm assuming then that I saw that there was no contact. But there was. If there's clear contact. If you didn't see there was, no, there was no contact, then you're Stevie Wonder. No, I'm telling you, I don't recall. I'm not recalling this Everton game. The the game I that think we you're come, waffling I a little bit, my friend. I'm not waffling. If there's contact, if there's contact made, whether you want to call it a pen or not, it's a foul, and it's in the box. That's a penalty. That, that I'm a, and also I'm also the same person to sit here and tell you what Jal Cancelo did was an absolute red. Well, let's not go into what that. He did that was, was clear. I don't even think that's debatable. But I'm telling you. This, <laughs> You have City fans right now saying, asking with what happened today, with what they did with Tottenham and, and Liverpool, that why why didn't Trent get that, booked? I mean, that wasn't even comparable. comparable. I'm just saying that's the argument was, they had right way, now. That was a barge. Trent stuck his arm out a little bit. I think Sesson Young was really weak. He dove. He dove. To me, that's a dive. Just because there's contact doesn't mean you automatically should dive to the ground. I watched the women's Euros. Yeah, I... I all summer, all summer, and I didn't see one dive from the women. From women, so I, I get it. You want to get penalties, you want to sell calls, you want to work the refs, but it's a little disgraceful in my opinion. And I'm not oh. saying Arsenal players don't do it, and when they do, I call them out for it. The Liverpool penalty with Jesus that was still questionable for me. I would be livid if that went against me. <clears throat> And I call a spade a spade. But I'm telling you, I watch the women's zeros. And if the women don't dive, why do the men have to dive all the time? And it's the reason the spot, the sport gets mocked all the time. Because of shit like that. It's, it's, it's something that when you show American fans, they see that. What Kevin De Bruyne did. And they go, why the fuck would I want to watch that? That, that dude just fucking acted like he was shot with a sniper. When he was tapped on the back of his foot, yeah, you probably have a good argument as to that. Hey, I do have a good What I would say to that is, though, I yes, there's bias in saying that that's a heads up play for falling. Okay, you're, you you at least you admitted you're being biased. Now we can move on but, and analyze the game. But the problem that I have yeah. is that there was a there was a physical touch. What I have more of a problem with is when a player literally fakes it, like there's physically nothing. To me, that looked like a, a, a scenario. Contact. Do what? To me, okay, he didn't anticipate the contact. That's a different thing. When players like like Trey Young in basketball does it all the time, he's not even shooting for the basket. The basket's here, right? And the player's right, right. arms here. And he's shooting this way, to, but the basket's over there. So you're just trying to get the foul. You're not trying to score. That, that's right, not what right. they're going to did. But there's levels to it. That was a dive, period. And like I said, the, the litmus test for me is if you were to show this to an American fan, they would go, this is why I don't watch that sport. 100%. 100%. I think that's a horrible litmus test. Uh, the American yeah, fan doesn't I agree. Know the fuck they're yeah, they're they're dumb, yeah. but I'm just saying in general terms because most Americans are very black and white. They want things. It's very cut and dry for them. So it's mm -hmm. it's why don't you watch soccer? Oh, because they're little diving whiny bitches. Okay. Well, what do you think about this? Oh, yeah, that's why I don't watch the sport. That's how I'm analyzing it. And is it a is it a great litmus test? No, but I'm just telling you.
this is how I'm seeing it. This is the class I'm putting it in. So yeah, it's, it's our conversations moment. are going to be had today. I told you this. <laughs> yeah, that that's perfectly fine. I just it's 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 one hundred. It deserves to be called. I hold true that that one hundred percent deserves to be called. I think that's the other thing too. If we get caught up on arguing if it's a dive or if it's not, if if you're trying to make the point that it doesn't deserve to be called, you're standing on the wrong side. That's completely the wrong case. Argue. Tell me that it's lame for the game. Tell me that it's weak. I simply tell you it's the facts of reality. You don't like watching fucking free throws, but they did hack a shack the whole fucking time too. Sorry, that's at the end of the day. It's well, that's a I don't like watching Conte. That's a different. I don't argument. like watching Conte ball, but I have to because that's his style of play. Now, I'm not telling you there's not an entire team out there that's solely dedicated to it, sitting in the pen and waiting, uh, getting in the box and waiting for a pen. And if You're that was the case, the that'd be shambolic. You're muddying the waters, though. Right now, I'm just talking. I'm just talking about this one instance, and then yeah, we can go deep on VAR because Kukurella clearly handballed it. Nothing. Nothing. They said no handball. <clears throat> no handball. No. Well, I just saw it. It was a handball. So it, what was it? Was it you're not giving it because it's outside of the box and you don't want to give the free kick? Is that what it was? Because it was on the edge of the box. To me, it looked like his foot was on the line, inside the line. So to me, that's a handball inside the box. But if you're not going to do that, come, in, come out and say that. How hard is it to say to be transparent? And that's the biggest yeah. issue with VAR to me. There's no mm-hmm. transparency. There's no explanation. I'm telling you, we're going to find out one day. They're going to say, hey, we want to meet the people behind VAR. And it's going to be a coin. With Abraham Lincoln <laughs> on one side and then the Lincoln Memorial on the other side. And they're going to say, this is VAR right here. Wait, wait, wait. That's pretty funny. What? I thought VAR, that's VAR? Yeah, it's just a quarter. We flip it. We flip it. And when it's heads, it goes, we keep the call. And when it's tails, we do the opposite call. That's VAR? Really? No, this is VAR. Yeah, it's just a quarter. We flip it. Heads, the call stands. Tails, call changes. I am honestly wouldn't be surprised if that was VAR. Because there's no fucking consistency. There's no no transparency. These gutless pieces of shit get to sit behind the scenes and alter results of games that cost managers, like the manager at Southampton today, his job. Not saying there was a bad call in that game. But managers in the Premier League get fired. I saw a stat. Almost every 45 days. Almost every 45 days. That's almost once a month a manager is losing their job in the Premier League. How many of those were on the back end of a bad VAR call? Probably a few. I don't know the numbers, but I'm sure there was a VAR call that probably altered a manager's fate. And there's no transparency. There's no repercussions. There's nothing. There's no explanation. Just a simple explanation. Hey, this happened because of this. Why can't there be a five-minute press conference to go over VAR after? Why can't the referees do an interview after the game? Why is there? Why are these pieces of garbage get to alter games and walk off the field and go home to their families, and then go and and then and then go and just ref the next game and fuck that one up too? Yeah, it makes I got, no sense. I got I got good info for you right here. The manager that was on the pitch as the head referee for the City Fulham game yesterday was at VAR as the as the referee for the Tottenham Liverpool game today. Yeah, so, see what I'm saying. 
in just him, in just him and acting, he was contradictory on two different plays that were in similar fashion, which is why City are blowing up about Zhao got the red yesterday, which, and by the way, I am not one of the City fans that are saying Zhao didn't deserve the red. The red? He deserved the red yesterday because of the aggressiveness and the approach. He he hit him, and he went into him planning to try to like get in front of him and let the ball keep going to Eddie. But he mis- and, and mistimed it, mismeasured, and, and went shoulder to shoulder. And so, Pep even said it to him, right? He was kind of like, yeah. you didn't play the ball. You didn't play the ball. It looked like yeah. he was saying that. Well, he told after the game, Pep, infamously, it's all, he's on record as saying it. He said, um, the verbiage was pretty much trying to like, he wasn't going to get into the conversation that he had directly with Zhao, but he pretty much just said, I'm okay with letting him score. He's got to know the situation there. It's just, even if he scores, it's 1-1. It's okay. And yeah, we can have the Jao Cancelo moment. That's a good segue to get away from VAR and talk about more of the game. Fulham deserved to, to lose that game. Fulham didn't attack with a man up. They played 60 minutes of having one man up. And with Fulham the way they are, the way that manager has been, he's had prime players, he's had good players, he has an attacking style of play. He had the advantage, and he didn't go for it. And right now, that needs to be the focal point for Fulham. That needs to be yeah, an understanding 100%. of that. That's an issue. Um, Jao put us in a tough spot. The championship DNA is real to go down a man with a game tied and not just be okay with getting a tie. Definitely not okay with losing it, being on the aggressive side. That's that's why I fucking back my manager when he fucking tells me Jack Grealish is okay where he is. Because when we're down a man, we still fucking get three points. And I didn't expect Holland to play. I wanted Julian to continue. He had another marvelous Golasso fucking goal today. And I'll say it. My hot take before was 15 goal assist contributions from Alvarez. I'm going to go further in what my hot take is. I think Julian Alvarez is a more clinical finisher than Gabriel Jesus, and we just came up. Julian Alvarez cannot work as hard, although he does work hard. He's not smart, and he's not heady like Gabriel Jesus. He's not quite there yet. He's still young, so he has time for that. And if he watches, if he can take, if he can go to the school of hustle and engine work from Gabriel Jesus, he will soon become that style of play for us. The guy never stops. He literally came back at one point and got a ball back with a center back, passed it back to Ederson and went back attacking. Erling Holland scored an equalizer, got VAR taken from it, and then scored the winner. People can say, oh, he had a hand on it, kind of scary. He hit it hard enough. Job done. Don't want to hear shit about it. The other concept to understand is Bernardo Silva is so untouchable after a game like this. And I know I talk about him week in and week out. His work rate is beyond world class. That guy doesn't cover. There's not one blade of grass. And I said it last week. Not one blade of grass that man doesn't touch for 90 fucking minutes. And... It's a disgrace that Mark Goldbridge can say some shit right after what the game. <laughs> Mark Goldbridge, and you know what? Let me not even fucking play around and 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 joke I, around. Let me give you the exact. I need to watch okay? his um his 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 post game on uh the, the Man United result too because I'm sure he melted down. Um, but yeah, go I ahead. think the Premier League would be a lot better without Man City. I worry about the Premier League. 
If Arsenal don't stay with Man City, the title will be done by Christmas. He goes on to say, and I know, well, actually goes on to say, he kind of starts off and gives a small introduction. I know uh, City are dominating right now, and I got to say, and I know United did it in the in the 90s, and I loved it, but I'm really worried about the Prem. So it's okay when United did it in the 90s. It's okay when United dominated in the 90s, but now that City are doing it, now you're really worried, right? Oh, you stay up at night, nightmares, concerned. Oh, I'm worried about the beautiful Barkless Lion in the Premier League. How are we ever going to cope with City just dominating everything? Mind you, we are two hours into this podcast, and earlier today, you even said it yourself, the league is wide fucking open, which is such a great point to fucking go into. How beautiful it is that we can get results like that. Fucking haters of the club don't like to see us win down a fucking man, and what we're going to get is, oh, this is why this, the league is over. Shut the fuck up. That's why you lose. The league is over for you, motherfucker. It ain't over for Arsenal. It ain't over for City. It ain't over for Newcastle. It ain't over for other clubs. These other motherfuckers are in it. So shameful, shameful free well, action. Well, let me, uh, yeah, let me respond to that take. That's just a complete crybaby take because your your club doesn't have its shit together. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, he's acting like Man City, Man United is Fulham. I mean, that's what he's <laughs> acting like. Your Man United just spent a hundred million dollars on a winger. Man United just spent eighty million dollars on a defensive midfielder. So yeah. what the fuck are you crying about? I mean, yeah. what clubs spend two hundred fifty million dollars in and out of every transfer window? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You better hope the fucking prem is not over, bitch. The way you so, spend to 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 say that oh man, the prem would be better without Man City. No, the prem would be better if Man Man United. Didn't have gutless owners that made shitty decisions. The Prem would be better if fucking, you know, Liverpool invested in this summer. The Prem would be yep. better if if Daniel Levy made good investments with his money. The Prem would be better if fucking Arsenal was getting back for three years instead of just backed in the last two transfer windows. So yep. I mean, you have to back the managers. Now, if you're a club, if you're a club like Maybe, let's say, Crystal Palace. Never going to have that much money. You know, if he's a Crystal Palace fan, Mark Goldbridge, okay, then I might be on you with that take. Go ahead and cry about the big the big oil club coming in and spending money because yeah. you'll never be able to get near them just, just yeah. because of investment. You'll never. But you're Manchester United. You just spent $100 million on a winger with a nice haircut. I mean – Embarrassing, embarrassing, and that's why Man United fans are the worst because they have this, <laughs> they have this, they have this arrogance about them, and then they also have this inferiority complex with Liverpool and Man City and all those clubs. But then you know, yeah. Lissandro Martinez has two good games, and then Lissandro Martinez Got is it. better than Ruben Diaz and 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 um, Cancelo and Stones and all those guys. You know, it's embarrassing, and Laporte. I mean, it's just I, I can't stand the waffling from that club. Yeah. But yeah. Listen, and, and wait, wait, wait. we need to talk about the penalty kick. Cause not only I, I didn't agree with the decision, we moved on from that. Bert Leno, former gunner, should mm-hmm. have saved that penalty. He guessed the right way. He had the ball in his hand. Holland put power behind it. But man, if if you're a top goalie, and Leno's supposed to be a top goalie. 
supposed to be, but he had his hands on it. The rule of thumb, you get you get two hands on a ball, you should save that as a goalie, yeah. as a professional goalie. So I'll give a little bit of pushback. I agree. He got one hand on it, for one. And for two, I think it's a little, like, I, I don't compare it apples to apples like the receiver in football. You get your hand on, you got to catch it, as opposed to the keeper who gets his hand on it and he's got to stop it. And the reason is because of the power. I think the power in football is meant to go to the receiver or be put in a place. I think that's a little bit more suitable for a receiver to expect those catches. In regards to European football, soccer, I feel like those shots are not going at the keeper or going at it. It's going like through him. The goal is to go past him. So I just think that's where we I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah, you he can go back both, and forth. It's not like if, if he, if it was in the corner corner, which it really wasn't, like it was, it was good placement, but it wasn't like in a spot where he couldn't get to it. He, it's not like he extended his hands and got it with mm. the tip of his fingers. He had his palms. He could have got his yeah, palms on that because yeah, of where yeah, the ball right. was. His body was behind it too. If you're any goalkeeper, should be able to stop that. Period. Period. Yeah, the palm, he had the his palm body point, behind it too. Yeah, because it's not like if he was extending, like all full extension dive gets his fingers on it. Even if he gets his palms in it in a full extension, with the yeah. power he hit it with, then I'm saying, all right, I agree. You give it to the striker. But the yeah. position he hit it in, he had his body behind it as well. That should be a save. Yeah. When your hands are up here, you, you you can't put much strength. It relies on your shoulders. When your body's yeah. behind it, there's no excuse. I thought that was a bad, bad job. And he had a couple blunders yesterday. And it made me realize, yeah, I'm glad we moved on from this guy. Yeah, fuck the world class shit. No, I yeah, you can go back and forth for it. All I know, I mean, it is to, to have that conversations to it's like having the small ones with the United people. What the fuck's the point? I don't really could have been sure. If my grandma had wheels, she'd be a bicycle. Sure, maybe could have been. Yeah, I guess. I mean, hey, hey, don't get so defensive. I'm just saying it should have been saved. But Howland, he probably put the fear of God into Leno. Uh, and yeah, two one Man City on top of the league for a day. Arsenal handled business today. Second place, yeah. but, you know, the teeter-totter. Man City has been playing on Saturdays because uh, Arsenal's in Europa. They win, and Arsenal are keeping pace. And it's it's good. That's good for the league. Because, yeah. unfortunately, what, what Goldbridge, there is a slight truth of what he's saying. If Arsenal doesn't keep pace, then this league is, is cities, and it's going to be a boring rest of the league. So that's the only I truth don't... of what he said. Him crying about... You know, it as if he's a Crystal Palace fan, though, is embarrassing. I mean, you guys just invested 300 mil on, on, and you probably could have invested more, and you'll probably invest another million to 150 million in January. So quit the crying, make better investments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I push back that the league is over at any point this year. This is not the city year, this is not the league for city to dominate. We have literally our smallest roster, and we have literally no left backs other than Sergio Gomez. That's a true left back that's on this roster. We're, yeah. we're flooded with right backs. We're, we're not in a predicament to be able to say if Arsenal lose two games in a row, right? Arsenal lose two games in a row, City win two games in a row, and we're up. I am telling you right now, this is not the moment where we start having mind the gap conversations. 
they no city fan will truly truly say that we understand how we've done this for a bit of some time now bro we know the longevity it's a it's a long stretch there's no way any smart city logical fan is going to anticipate us running away with it this year because you can lose matches you you can go down two to three games in a row that's fine we might too well i mean this is this is not the year to do it for us so um the league is going to be very competitive. I mean, we're to, the game. The season was determined on the last fucking game of the year last year, and it took a city run of epic proportions to win it. And we're over here in the first half of the season, hearing about United fans crying that the league is over when there's a team even on top of them at the moment. It's just. Complete nonsense to hear this shit. Honestly, it's just a joke. Have some respect. It's really as an Arsenal fan, I'd be sitting there like, dude, shut the fuck up. Look at me, bitch. City winning it. I'm at the top of the league, motherfucker. No respect. This this is the type of shit Lester was getting when they were top of the league the whole time, where people were like, yeah, yeah, but come on, big dogs are coming, right? Bitch, Lester City is not or Arsenal is not Lester City. That's not how this works. Arsenal's cut from a different cloth, my guy. They have look at the trophy case. You, you got big timers walking into that fucking locker room and talking to them. And when you have Thierry Henry, arguably one of the world's best, when you have Van Persie and all these different players coming can come back and talk to him, dude, come on, dude. It's just shut the fuck up, Mark Goldberge. Yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, like I said, these Saturday games were, they were exciting. I mean, it looked like a Lee. really weak, weak slate. But uh, let's uh-huh. go to Leeds, who were down 3-1. You're going, man, Leeds, they're so fucking inconsistent. They beat Liverpool at Anfield, and now they're down 3-1 at Burnmouth. Burnmouth. But um, they came back 4-3. to uh, Uncle Jesse getting the victory at Ellen Road. I saw something yesterday, too, where um, there was a post. A guy's Apple Watch was set off because of the decimal level at uh, Ellen Road. It was that loud that the yeah. watch set it off that basically saying that you're in danger of losing your hearing because it's so loud in yeah. this environment. So I've always yeah. said that's a tough place to go. Like I said, we have a tough place. We have a, we had um, a tough road game there. Their fans are always up for it and it's a small stadium. So those small stadiums, when the crowd's up for it, it could be suffocating that sound. And um, yeah, they pulled it off. Um, I'm really impressed by this Somerville kid. Once again, gets the game-winning goal. And uh, I think he's like 18, right? And he's a highly touted prospect. And he's uh, he's starting to put in the goals. So, uh-huh. yeah, they're, they're an interesting team, Leeds, because I feel like they have a lot of talent there. They have a lot of players that are that can hurt you. And when they put it all together, they're a tough out in the Premier League. And that was a good win for them yesterday. Uh, America strikes again. Uncle Jesse did it. Amazing game. But once again, once again, the point of conversation has got to be you nameless fucks at Bournemouth. You nameless fucks. Another two-goal lead. They fucked. You have another opportunity to cement your season and earn your little trophy for the year. And everything's good. Christmas came early two weeks in a fucking row. And you fuck it up. I just have no patience for this type of shit. If Leeds can put it together, we're going to look back at some of these games and we're going to be like, fuck you, Bournemouth. Leeds? With the right run? Just based on what I saw? 
Why not for the fourth spot? Tottenham don't deserve it. Liverpool are climbing, but you got a long ways to go. Chelsea? <laughs> Laughable. There's no team who wants that fourth spot. Come get it, somebody. Because there's nobody right now that's... I cannot name you four teams in the Premier League that I can tell you are deserving of that Champions League spot for next year. That includes you, Liverpool. 100% you don't deserve it for next year. So I'm looking at Leeds. I'm looking at that result and the pushback, and I'm thinking, Uncle Jesse, can we have an, a, a, a wonderful American moment and make a strong push? You're very attacking, but can you just play a little bit of defense? Somerville's amazing. Um, they they have some they have some good players over there, man. The Americans are getting it done. Aronson, Tyler Adams is a starting defensive midfielder for a lot of teams in the Premier League. That's incredible to say. I'm proud of that. Can't say the same for an attacking American on a Chelsea team, but I can say that Tyler Adams is amazing for a Leeds team. And he's my him and Gio Reyna right now are my prime Americans. I'm amped off those guys. So I love it. Leeds were attacking. Great game. Great game. You hit it. This was going to be dull 11 a.m. games. We were going to be like, what the fuck? Nap time. But no, nah, man. I mean, they, yeah. they really played. So... Bournemouth, thanks for the entertainment, but you fucked yourselves because I'd know your names today. I'd be able to say your fucking names today, but I don't because you lost like little fucking bitches when you had it. <laughs> really going at Bournemouth again. But, uh, yeah, it was a good win. Um, good win for Leeds. Are you saying that they can sneak up in that four spot? I don't think that's possible, but. I don't know. <clears> a, lot of, a lot of things need yeah. to go away. Yeah, no, but they yeah. can make noise. I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a tough, tough road game. I don't like going to Allen Road. I'm glad that we don't have to do that in the second half. Um, I never like going there. But, yeah. Uh, and then the other games at this uh, time slot were good as well. We had uh, Nottingham Wolf. Forest, Brentford, 2-2. That game, uh, really, really terrible. <laughs> Nottingham Forest, we're going to lose, but get a 96-minute own goal from Brentford to tie it up. Brentford was going to go on to win that without without Ivan Tony at Nottingham Forest. That was going to look like a really, really awful result for Nottingham Forest. Whoa. I don't know how you could have stood behind the manager to lose to Brentford at home without Ivan Tony, but they get an own goal equalizer in the 96th minute. I didn't see this game, but yeah, looked like a great game. Did you watch this one? No, this was on the back burner with all the other good stuff that was going on. And yeah, yeah I these teams really don't deserve to talk too much. It's a two two draw, right? There was a, there was moments. I think the highlight of this whole situation is Ivan Tony might have possibly fucked himself for the rest of the year with sports betting. Um, oh, he's yeah, working with the that. FA. Yeah, he's wow. A, uh, is that why he was out yesterday? Was seven to eight months. For the last seven to eight months, he's been gambling um, on Premier League matches and fixtures and other games throughout Europe. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's kind so. of a knucklehead. I don't know if you remember last year, a couple times <clears throat> he was with some bitches and they recorded him talking shit about Brentford. Did you ever see those videos? Um, I did see a video where it was one of those fake TikTok videos where people were coming up to him and asking him like, oh, nice car. What do you do? Kind of thing. And he yeah, eventually yeah. told them. I watched that and that got a lot of shit because people were like, 
what? You really would say that? Because the person asked him, you play football in the Premier League. What team? He was like, you wouldn't know. Like, pretty much trying to say, yeah. like, we're shit. There was another one where a girl he was hooking up with recorded him, too, and he was pretty much like, Brentford is trash. And, uh, yeah, so he kind of seems like a knucklehead. I've always said I, I would take him at Arsenal, but I'm starting to second-guess that. I don't think he'd be good for the for the culture, let's say. But um, Yeah, I agree. Uh, other game, Brighton-Wolves. Surprisingly, Wolves put two goals on the board. Penalty kick, Ruben Neves. And then the other one was a nice goal from uh, that new signing they had. How do you pronounce it? Guedes. Guedes, yeah. yeah. Gonzalo Guedes. So, yeah, we play them next weekend, but there was a red card again at Wolverhampton. The right back, I believe it was, got a red card, Semedo, and he was sent off. So, next week, no Semedo, no Costa when we play them. And Brighton, what can you say about them? Just keep on getting three points, three-point collectors. And right now, almost near the World Cup break, 13 games. Teams like Tottenham, teams like Newcastle, they have 14 games. So they have a game in hand on a lot of teams. And right now, Brighton oh. is sitting in sixth place on 21 points. Very, very impressed by them. We play them Wednesday <clears throat> in the Carabao Cup. And, um, yeah, 3-2. So let's let's just go over these, um, these results real quick, and maybe we'll just read off the Carabao Cup fixtures and maybe say a few things about them. But go all yeah. over uh, how many points we got this week and the goals. So the total amount of points that we had for the week, it was rough for you, Brian. Two weeks in a row, you're struggling here. We got a total of 14 for me and seven for you. You But this is why this game is so fun. I kind of talked to it right at the beginning. You got seven matches right that you picked the, the, the correct winner. I only predicted six right. But I still managed to get more points because I managed to get the, the scores right on the money. Um, so you predicted correct on the Liverpool match, the score or the uh, the game. You had Villa winning correct. You had Newcastle winning correct. You had Leicester winning correct. If uh, Everton just scored one, you would have had a perfect on that one. Uh, Brighton was called correct. And then Leeds was called correct. And Fo- City Fulham. Um, I called similar games correct. The one game I didn't get right that you did get right was the Newcastle-Southampton game. I predicted a 2-2 draw. I had my points drop week where I thought Arsenal were going to drop, Newcastle were going to drop, and City were going to climb. Didn't happen. Um, And you actually predicted uh, a Newcastle win for that. So you actually got a point and I got nothing. But I got Leicester right 2-0. I got Crystal Palace-West Ham right 2-1. And I got Liverpool Tottenham right two to one. Um, yeah. You had Gabriel Jesus, Jared Bowen, and Jack Grealish scoring. Fuck all of them you, fucked Bowen. Deep. Yeah, they all yeah. fucking goose egg. Tony, I was stupid enough to pick Tony. He was gambling, and I had Almiron <laughs> and Alvarez. So I got two points out of that. <clears throat> so. Yeah, good matchups, man. This is a fun game, honestly, because it's crazy to see how you can get one, two, three right on the monies, and you can have yourself one hell of a week. Yeah, so Carabao Cup coming up this week, third round of the Carabao Cup. Most of the Premier League teams, this is their first game in this. I think the best game I'm seeing 
Um, Man United play Villa again, actually. This time yep. it's at Man United, so I'll be interested to see how that goes. <clears throat> Man City play Chelsea. Newcastle play Crystal Palace. Arsenal play oh. Brighton. Um, and, yeah, besides that, nothing nothing else too interesting. <clears throat> Nottingham Forest play Tottenham at, at home. So um, your thoughts are Pep is going to take this seriously? Yeah, so I went with Wednesday. that. Yep. And um, so you think he's going to play, he's going to take him seriously because Holland didn't start the game. He had a 30 minute cameo. Yeah, that, that was the goal. He wasn't really supposed to play. We were going to rest him again. And then if he got some minutes, I think, I think he's going for it solely because of the fact that it is a big time matchup. It's Chelsea. If it wasn't Chelsea, he would be playing some, some, you know, subs and and maybe even bring up some of the some of the academy players. But uh, we've registered a couple of the academy players for cup matchups, cup fixtures. So I didn't know that. So I was thinking, hmm, I don't know. But I he he came out and said it, and the 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 pep report said that with him not starting them, the plan was to go for it on two on Wednesday. So I think we're gonna go for it. I really think we're gonna. It's our first test with Chelsea. Um, I'm really interested to kind of see how it goes and how they play against us. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But so those other games are going to be really good too. Brighton and Arsenal are going to be a good one. Yeah, it's at the Emirates. I think it's going to be a tricky game. <clears throat> but I th- <clears throat> losing my voice here. I think it's uh, it, being at the Emirates, I favor us a little bit more. But honestly, I've yeah. said it, and I'm going to maintain that I wouldn't. I wouldn't take this competition very seriously. We don't have the depth yeah. to be going hard in all competitions, so it'll be. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I honestly don't know how Mikel's going to do this because he's very much of the mindset where if you're a top player, you're playing seventy games every year. You're playing Carabao yeah. Cup, so I, I, I don't know. For me, yeah, I play the second team. Let's see Reese get a couple goals. Let's see Eddie and Ketia try to hit some form. Let's see the bench try to get into a groove so we can use them in the Premier League games. That's my right. mindset. If it's attainable. Who do you have on Saturday? <clears throat> we play Wolves on Sunday, I believe. So, so and it's at Wolves. It's not a, for me, it's, that's, that's it's not, not a, a tough problem. game, but they defend well. And with the way we finished this weekend, I still don't think it's a guaranteed three points. There's no guaranteed three points in the Premier League at all, uh-huh. no matter what. Any, any game in the Premier League is a tough game, period. You saw it this weekend. Cancelo gets a red uh-huh. card against Fulham. That's a tough task now. Now you're playing Fulham uh-huh. with 10 men. You just don't know what's going to happen. So I'd rather uh-huh. focus on getting three points, going to the World Cup on top of the league. And, you know, when we have fixture congestors after the World Cup, how seriously are you going to want to take the Carabao Cup? If we bow out yeah. of this now, for me, that's a plus. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Because I'm looking at it like this. That's a day off for the boys, which we yeah. need. I'll take the day off as opposed to, you know, we're not a club like Tottenham starving for trophies. We got the FA Cup yeah. a couple of years ago. So <clears throat> for Arsenal, 14-time FA Cup winners, FA Cup is a competition I'd rather go at than the Carabao Cup, period. Agreed. Let's go, for the, let's go for our 15th FA Cup as opposed to Carabao Cup. We lose against Brighton, eh, sucks, but – for me, no. that's a day off in January, a day off in February that we might have had a game. So I'm all right with it. Does it worry you a bit 
to the concept of we get this a lot in America, uh, especially when it comes to basketball, college basketball, playing a team that third time or that fourth time in conference play. When you get them once or twice in the season because of home and away in conference play, and then in the tournament, you really want to stay away from those two teams that are in your conference because you know each other. It's it's everyone kind of knows what the season's about. You two, the chemistry and the familiarity is there. You don't really like the matchup. This was questioned when we went to the Champions League final against Chelsea. We did that Carabella Cup run, and we actually faced them in the Carabella Cup before we faced them in Champions League final. And there was pressing about do we even take this serious? Do we even go for it? Because the chemistry and the concept of Brighton maybe having, or Chelsea having our number, are you concerned at all about Brighton quote unquote, having your number? No, no, I still think we can beat them. It's at, it's at the Emirates. Emirates is going to be fired up over the the result today. They'll be fired up. Um, I think we can still beat them with our bench. I don't know. I mean, is Brighton going to go all out? They're probably saying, why can't we go for a European spot in the Premier League? So is Brighton going to go yeah. all out? I don't know. They might That's not the either. Question. So um, we will see. It'll be interesting. Um, I would, I'm going to say I'm going to say it's a 2-1 Arsenal win. Tough game, but I think we'll edge it out. Uh, what yeah. are you predicting for Man City-Chelsea? Oh, I'm going three to one. I think I think if we go for it, I'm predicting my score based off of us going for it. And if we're going for it, um, I'm, I hope I see if we're going for it. I hope I see Sterling in that starting 11. I hope I see Sterling at that starting 11. And I want to go at them. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. We're we're we're. It's time to call out the fuckery for for what it is because if he was successful right now, we'd probably be a little bit more shut up. And, and if he was doing well, we'd probably be like, oh, "Hey, thanks for your run, good job. You you made the right selection. You guys are doing well, whatever." But it's not that you 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 chose a professional, whatever you said that bullshit. Uh, it, it's it's a sore spot. So I hope we go at that little fucker, um, little T Rex arm bitch. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, um, I, I I I don't know, but I'm predicting three to one based on the concept of us going for it. We don't go for it. Do we have to win it? I think it's we can still end these in draws, can't we? Because it's I think there are more fixtures because there's so many teams in the group. have to win it. I think if we go to penalties, because yeah, it's a round. Do you? It's not two legs either. <clears throat> so yeah, I think it goes. To yeah, extra I know it's time. not two legs. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll go to okay. extra time, um, which yeah, I would definitely not want. That's that for me. That's a nightmare scenario. Oh extra no! Time. Yeah, wave the white flag. <laughs> Let them have it. Yeah, let, let them have it. No one. Oh, yeah, I would back City in this, especially it's at home. Chelsea was just poor and um, three on the bounce for Chelsea. I think that's going to be actually four on the bounce because they lost to Brighton. So, yeah. And then last one, Man United gets gets revenge on Emery at home. Or you think uh, you think Emery gets it? Oh, he needs it. Ten Hag needs it. Yeah. Ten Hag needs this. He needs to make a statement. If he's doing the fuckery of trying to make a point to the front, to the to the board right now, that's cute and all. But. You also need to go ahead and protect your own height. So I expect him to really try to get a win. Um, Did you see Garnacho today? Did you see what what he was trying to do a few times? He created a little bit, but I was a little disappointed with the finishing and the attacking. I anticipate him to get the start again against Villa. That's the one name right now that if I'm a United fan, I better see this motherfucker in games. Um, Definitely got to do Yes, yes. And they got to find a way to get Erickson moving up forward. I don't ever want to give United any help. But if I'm a United fan and looking at tactically, 
I need to get Erickson more in an attacking midfield position. Mm-hmm. If I can get him more up front, I would feel a lot better about stuff. But when we're playing a defensive style and we're getting our asses handed to us, he's back there fucking defending his life with Casemiro and, and Lissandro. It's bullshit. So, yeah, uh, my prediction would be, ah, fuck it. I'm hoping for a United loss all the time. So I'm hoping for another 3-1 to one loss to Villa. I like it. I like it. Carabao Cup, we'll recap uh, those results at the end of the week, and then we'll preview the upcoming Premier League week, which will be the last one before the World Cup, and then we will get into World Cup mode. We'll get prideful. We will come in here with red, white, and blue. But, um, yeah, that's it. Good weekend. Good weekend for both our teams, and uh, it was was good to drink some tears as well. And we had some honest conversations today, some very honest conversations. So anything else? Uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, the Premier League is the best league in the world, and this is a perfect reason weekend to see why those fixtures created some entertainment, entertaining moments for us, and we did not see that coming. So yeah, uh, yeah, that was huge, 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 huge. But uh, yeah, that's episode seventeen in the books. Premier Pep Talk podcast. We're out, and we will be back at the end of the week. Peace.